This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyder. Here me at Rich Lada. What's going on, man? Chilling, man. Just um, fresh off, you know, the NBA playoffs weekend and uh, lots of news in the world of wrestling and uh, seeing all this AI taking over the music. Yeah, that's been a thing. And, you know, you knew it was coming. Um, There are people on on Twitter speculating that, like, you know, like the recording industry is going to, like, you know, dispatch the lawyers in a way we haven't seen since Napster. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, 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 I'm trying to figure out how they're going to like, you know, come up with the reasoning or the argument, the legal argument that like, you know, an AI voice uh, of a rapper or artist that belongs to to your record label is like off limits. That that's like stealing from you, and it's like that's not the same exact thing as like you know interpolation or or sampling. Maybe I'm, it's I'm, the case where, like, remember how AJ Styles was like, Vince McMahon owns this face. Like, the label owns that voice. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it has something tied to tied to that. I'm just interested to see, like, once they make that argument and, and like, if they win, what then that also unlocks elsewhere as far as, like, other places, as far as those kind of deals. It, it's going to be interesting. Like... They might be, like that might like open us un- unintended consequences elsewhere that they weren't expecting just to stop try to tamp this down. Yeah, man, um, I've been I've been listening to this um to this Drake in the Weekend song because oh it actually sounds like them. Um, and it was by some dude named like Ghost Rider or whatever. Yeah. And I actually um had pulled it up to show Catherine I was gonna play it on Spotify. Uh-huh. Hey, yoink that shit! And I was listening to it earlier today on Spotify. Pulled it back up probably about seven o'clock. That shit was gone. So you had to find it somewhere else it's on YouTube. TikTok's overrun with all of them. Yep. Um, this is like, you know, I, I saw a really interesting comment uh, from somebody. I thought it was pretty hilarious. I was like, either Drake's going to come across that guy and he's going to hit him with a lawsuit or he's going to give him a job. One, one of the two. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. If you haven't heard it, uh, it's called like Heart on My Sleeve. Yeah, I heard um, it. I, I heard like Drake's part mostly and a little bit of the weekend part. Uh, whatever. Like the the thing that, that I found most uh, insulting was like. 20 the, viewers. 
appreciate the, y'all. Oh, the, the thing that I found most like, I guess, insulting would be like, that ain't no young Metro beat. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bro, I heard the beat. I was like, no. Nah. This is really kind of, I, I thought it was kind of right. No, no, like, the beat's fine, but that's not nothing he'd make. Or yeah, nothing that yeah. he would like land on somebody. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard him use a piano. Right. So. It's, uh, it's kind of uncharacteristic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, ain't nobody AI in my shit yet. So um, I, I ain't really worried about it. Um, so y'all can, uh, keep purchasing Dream Machine Act 2. Oh, that did a live, uh, from the desk with it, uh, performance. So much in the way Paul George said he was from the logo with it. I'm from the desk with it. Um, so did a whole live performance, popped out on the YouTube, did a, uh, video chopping up, uh, Anita Baker, uh, caught up in the rapture of love. Uh, that is going pretty crazy. Uh, Black Sabre Jr., the AI ONR show is going to be crazy. Once we figure that out, right. we ain't even got to show up on Mondays. We we can just be like, yep, yeah, we we just gonna gonna run this shit and then turn the video off and uh and, and let it go. What 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 do y'all in the comments think the uh the AI O and R show would be like? Oh man, that's that's gonna be wild. Because like I'm like. There's enough audio of James and I on the internet. I'm sure somebody could voices link here, up yeah, an O and R bot. Uh, like just wait until they start, like you know, AI generating like you know fake news clips of like I don't know Tucker Carlson saying something that he didn't actually say, or or saying for Rachel Mad- uh, Maddow or or um, Don Lemon. I think that's, honestly, I think that's already here. Yeah, but it's it's easy. It's still not uh, sophisticated enough to not be able just to spot like just after like you know five seconds that is fake. Adam, I mean, like the, the ones the, where it's the like O&R, the O and R bot burying Cody. <sighs> <sighs> uh, never count out Chris Jericho from Rich. That sounds a bit off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of bits. It's yeah, like the one. The thing that I'm really worried about is like the like somehow somebody gets a hold of like somebody's newsfeed, and then like <laughs> so, like some broadcast channel's newsfeed or or, or or TV feed, and then like pumps in like a fake presidential address, the address of nation, <laughs> and like it's it's fake Biden or fake whoever in in the Oval Office, and it's real and it's saying something that's not actually true. Like that's it's gonna happen, you know. And then, like, you know, the real thing is like, what'll really get everybody. And I tell you about this off air, but like, what will get people like, you know, kind of uh, have you know, get get their shit together when it comes to this AI shit being a problem is like when they start having like famous dudes being being AI fake porn. Like that's going. Mm-hmm. That's when people will be like, or or, or, fa- or well, like, right, AI man, gay porn. That's when they'll be like, they'll be like, oh no! Now we understand that 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 women's faces that aren't actually in this stuff. In this stuff is bad. <laughs> that's that's when they'll understand it. They'll get it then. Before it'll be like, well, I don't understand the problem. I don't get it when I see these idiots online saying that stuff. It's like, bro, okay, all right. When they take your name, when they take your name, image, and likeness and put it on some on somebody getting their back blown out, you'll understand then. You'll understand then. A um, couple of different comments. A retrogram Dr. Joshi stardom match of the week segment. Um, Dylan says that has that is already happening. James Oof. apparently. Um, Seamus Nova says the overwhelming meat era of AI finna go wild. Oh my god! 
I listened to this shit back twice while I was walking through uh, Philippi Park. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, like, I normally I'm walking down that trail, right? Like, I'm just trying to keep eyes forward, just straight ahead. Person going by me this way, I'll, you know, throw a, uh, you know, throw a hand up as a wave. Not, not break a, uh, not break a smile or nothing. That shit made me ch- 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 like ch- like walking on the trail, shoulders up, laughing. <laughs> so I can't believe the commitment this man had to getting this shit off without brought out breaking. Yeah, very impressive work by you, Rich. Really impressive. Yeah, man, had had to um, <laughs> you know, you know, I I just think the jokes are sometimes better when when you keep them straight. You play it straight, like like mm-hmm. learn from the master Chris Jericho. Like if it's serious to me, it's serious to everyone else. You know, still thinking about that meat, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess we should jump into um some NBA playoff uh, talk. I yeah. only watched one full game, James, and okay. I bet you can guess what it is. Uh, okay, okay. So you know, we have a group chat of our friends that you know from the area, uh, and a lot of it was. Um, the most that I saw talk was during that, that particular Lakers and Grizzlies game. So I'm assuming that was what the, the game you were talking, you watched. Okay. You got damn right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's Los start there. Los Angeles Lakers will go as far as Austin Reeves takes us. I don't want to hear about Anthony Davis. I don't want to hear about the glass man. I don't want to hear about LeBron James. This is Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves showing up and balling out. Saving the day, giving Lakers Nation something to be proud of. Unbelievable. Cooking them in Memphis. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. All that. Shut it down. You got more? I mean, you know, I, I you know, I ain't really seen shooting in Memphis like that. Like, Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. Do not make a Martin Luther King Jr. assassination joke. Don't do that. You stop right now. Stop it. Austin ain't went this crazy, you know, since WrestleMania 17, apparently. So, you know, um, <laughs> my, my man, you know, man, Rui Hachimura representing Nihon out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. worldwide Lakers out here on you boys. <laughs> this shit was so funny because, like, you know, like, I, I followed Tokyo Sports uh, on Twitter. And, like, I would see, like. About once a week, they would write some article about Rui Hashimura on the Lakers, and then somebody has this game, and the first thing I think of, they finna have a write about this world on sports, on Tokyo sports. Bro, this man was shooting, and it was like, they're just gonna keep leaving, op- leaving them open. He was like, all right, I'm just never gonna miss. What if I do that? Yeah, you know, I mean, and we've seen it know. before. They're, that's a guy they're trying to leave open. Because, like, if he's a person that theoretically that you want to, because obviously he's a th- theoretical 3 and D type of person. He has a size and uh, for for that. And he has played better defense um, in L.A. than he had been in, prior in his career. But the three-point shot was never really there um, throughout, even with the Lakers. But, like, you, that's somebody you imagine. Like, you put him, just put him in the corner. And, you know, they also put Jared Vanderbilt in the corner as well. Um, but, like, you're, you're expecting, like, if someone's going to be taking above-the-break three-pointers, it's going to be these people like LeBron, AD, Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley, right? He's getting these wide-ass open-above-the-break threes, and it's like, if you're if you're their defense, you're like, all right, we'll, we'll live with that. And then he made three of them in a row, and it's like, oh, okay. And then you just see, like, 
Then he gets a post up on the on the uh, on the left block and shoots a fifteen that foot over his tur- turned over shoulder. It's like, oh, he's feeling it. Then you get all you did was get that man comes with these wide ass open shots. He knocked down these practice shots, and now the rim now the rim is as big as the river. Like it, that, that yeah. shit was looking real Robert Ory ish. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and you know. Uh, I, I ain't seen none from Memphis that that made me think that you know we couldn't handle them, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting them out of here in five. You uh, especially know. off, even when even I mean, because like even when John went down, y'all had a what five like, four point lead at the time. Yeah, they was they lost already. Yeah, like y'all, I felt like y'all had the game control, and unless John was going to do something, which he was not playing well um, for most of the game, he while he was in, um, I thought that like. He's just gonna have to hold the fire with the with the other hand now, James. That's that's all. <laughs> for now, for now. Or or he should have been doing what he always should have been doing, which is paying someone else to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like especially in Memphis, they, you may have seen some things in the newspaper there, uh, uh, John. It lets you know that like people paid after people knocked off in that t- in that city. Anyway. Um, I thought the Lakers. Sorry, what we look like losing to Dylan Brooks, like like that shit don't like. I can't count the amount of times that I would see the the Grizzlies swing the ball to a wide open from three Dylan Brooks, and then already start celebrating as I know that shot ain't going in. Right, I mean he made a couple shots at the end of the game. Whatever, he. I mean he's an NBA player. He's going to make a couple of them. But like you're just like, all right, well. We'll live with those. We'll live with it's those. It's like, like you needed to make the couple that you miss, uh, the, the, <laughs> right. the make up for the momentum a little bit earlier in the game. Right, right, right. And um, I, I thought that Lakers defensively, I thought they did a, a really smart thing of like, all right, we'll put LeBron on Jaron Jackson Jr. And like LeBron is not going to be able to do like what he used to do to like Pal Gasol or like uh, Al Jefferson back in the day in his like Miami Heat prime day where he just flaunts dudes and just er- erase them. But, like, he might be able to do that for, like, one play. But, like, watching that game, it is apparent to me. Like, I mean, I, I say this before the, for the playoffs. Like, for those people that think LeBron is back is going to all of a sudden, like, uh, be able to just, uh, you know, put the hammer down and, like, score 20 in the first half of playoff games whenever he needs to, like he used to, those days are over. Watching him um, and the level of effort he actually gave in the game and how, compared to how he looked is, like, he might have some bullets in the chambers, but he's not going to be able to give you five of these in a series if you need it. Um, that's what it looked like to me, obviously. Uh, just but that's that, okay, but. James, because Austin Reeves does what he wants on the floor. <laughs> he shows to, up. But hold on. Let you, we'll get Austin Reeves a second. But getting back to the LeBron thing, like they had LeBron playing Jerry Jackson Jr. Uh, from behind, and uh, a couple times he would front him and get, make it hard for him to get the ball. But like he's like, hey, if you want to – if you want to – He's going to score. Jerry Jackson with his buckets uh, in the post over LeBron, but like he has scored at the top of him, and like you ain't gonna survive on a steady diet of that for uh, to keep an offense going if uh, the Lakers are making shots on the other end. Um, so I thought like them doing that and then leaving um, AD to, instead of like tussle with Jerry Jackson Jr. and like basically just play off of like either Roddy or off of um, Tillman was like. AD was a was a menace in the game. He had like seven blocks and changed a bunch of the shots. There was one play where in the first half we're like Jaw against most pretty much any other big in the league. He he gets a you know he looks like he's about to get downhill, get ahead of steam to the rim and launch. And the dude in the big has to bail to be able to meet him at the rim early, and he just lifts up for a floater. AD was able to 
stop his momentum, recover, and change his shot. And I was like, uh, if that's going to be what this series is, it's going to be real. It's going to be a lot harder than I thought. And Jaws not going to be able to just do whatever he wants. And if he can't do whatever he wants in this series, I don't know how they're going to score enough points. And um, now Jaws' hands even more fucked up than it was before. And I'm like, in the like way he was talking, it did not sound Jaren good. Jackson. Like, it, look, Jaron Jackson had a great game, but it's like it, it's kind of like when you watch like um, the Amari Stoudemire Suns versus Spurs game, where it's like, oh my god, he might get forty. Yeah, he might get forty. That don't mean he got, they got, he's, that's enough for him look, to win the series. Look, but he by himself, right? Kenyon Martin used to have those games as a New Jersey net back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, you but know, Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves, the new king of Memphis. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Young Dolph. Jerry Lawler, get him out of here. Elvis, don't care. Um, you know, Juicy J, move around. Um, Juicy J, move around. You know, Austin Reeves, um, ESPN Stats and Info. Austin Reeves is the third Laker in the last 25 years to finish five for five or better in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. He joins Kobe Bryant against the Spurs in 2002 and Shaq against the Pacers in 2000. Wow, that's a long time ago. Going nuts out here. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait to see uh, what else AR15 uh, got here for us. <laughs> like, I, okay, so what was your favorite Austin Reeves, like, uh, nickname? I, I, I'm, I'm with AR15, personally. Okay, because I saw Hillbilly Kobe and I fucking howled. Yeah, um, that's a thing. I, I saw someone, and then I sent the one to you, the other one, like, someone called him Cream Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. <laughs> Which is just funny because, like, obviously the games are nothing similar. It's just, just you're white. That's the joke. It's just, we're not even going to try to even be subtle with it at all. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a fun game. But like, you know, we had the long. I want to see Josh help. White I Lakers see- players before. Say again. So we had the, the the long talk about white Lakers players. Yeah. Um, before. Did we have them there? I don't think it was on air, but we pretty much determined it's like either you a fucking star or you're a bum. Like there's no in between in the Los Angeles yeah. Lakers. Like, yeah, man. that was like at the trade deadline when like they were thinking like they thought they might be able to get Bogdanovich out of uh, Detroit, and it was like I was like, hey, bro, when was the last time Lakers had like a uh, like a an offensive dude that can give you work on offense? And you were like, that's not what the Los Angeles Lakers do. <laughs> that's not the brand. Like, not since not since Gil Goodrich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Hogasol, totally different thing. Right. You know, um, who else? Jesus. Um, <sighs> Vladi, yeah, that's, that, that's a similar thing to like. Yeah, a whole to, different to, thing. To it's, it's, it's big men. That's not the same thing at all. Right. Like, we're not running no guards out here that's about to, you know, light it up. Um, you know, as role players or uh, stars. And yeah. Like Jerry West, Gail Goodrich. Yeah. Shit like that. But um, so, you have any more thoughts of the game, or you move on to other stuff that interests you and uh, throughout the weekend? Man, um, I I want nothing more than to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. I I don't care about That's anything true. else. Uh, yeah. We haven't talked about that uh, on the show because we didn't we didn't even talk about Jaw when Jaw got in, it was like every like that one week where he was like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? We didn't talk about him that way. Uh, yeah. yeah, like be- early in the season, Richard said to me, "Hey, bro." I don't like uh, Dylan Brooks, and I was like, Rich, what? Do you, Rich, I had to watch him in the playoff have these terrible possessions that I thought were like just 
waste in turnovers that made that just banked off the rim uh, against uh, Minnesota, and I've never liked him ever since then. And I was like, what a coincidence! I don't like him. And then he broke out uh, Gary Payton uh, the second uh, elbow, and I was like, I definitely don't like this fucking guy. And then like he starts talking more, he's doing all this stuff, and it's like Bro, this happened dude. before all the talking too. Like yeah. Yeah, and the thing, like, I, I just fundamentally do not like guys that do this kind of talking when they are not the ones that have the cash to checks for their teams to win. Like, there's a reason why I have not issued my issues with Draymond over the years. Draymond's in a whole different stratosphere of player than, uh, than, uh, Dylan Brooks ever will be. But you get my point. It's like, all this talk, all this shit you talking, this shit is on Clay Thompson and is on Kevin Durant and it is on Steph Curry. It's not on you if they lose. Like, people, like, he got suspended for doing that stupid, for kicking people in the nuts all playoffs or whatever else, and then and then missed one of them games, and then they end up you know losing that series and seventy three win series. What do we talk about? Steph got locked up by 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 Kevin Love at the three point line. Like that's people don't even people don't even talk about Draymond help like sabotaging a, a seventy three win season. They talk about Steph Curry, right? So it's like this is why I don't like that kind of shit because like when people talk about like who won when and or whatever else like. Draymond Green's legacy isn't being ta- brought to the discussion. It's, it's Steph fucking Curry's. That's why I don't like that shit. Like, that's when, like, uh, you know, back in 95, when, um, when Dennis Robinson was sabotaging fucking Dennis, or, uh, um, David Robinson in, uh, in that West Conference Finals. Like, that's shit I don't like. I do not like that kind of shit. I, I'm not, I know I'm sounding like yeah. Chief Keith, but, yeah. but whatever. I hate that like, shit so much. I, I do not want Dylan Brooks to prosper. In this, yeah. uh, and, and and by the whole team by proxy, like you don't get to win this year, not this year, no, right? And also, like, and also, we we peeped this early, like in the in the year, like there are a few teams, and it, it's, it's been a while since we kind of had this. We're like, there's like you know three or four teams in one conference where like everybody fucking hates them. Like we like in 2014 before the Warriors ever won anything, it was like the Warriors, the Clippers, and the Rockets. Everybody hated all three of them. Um, and then like this year, like, and then another man ever one shit is like, okay, so now we're at the point now where we had like, uh, we had Memphis that was talking shit. You had, uh, who else? There were two other teams. Pelicans. Sagan. I think the Pelicans. I, uh, I can't remember. I have to go back to the time. I have to pull it up in the chat, but like, it was, it was like time where like, there were three teams are all doing a bunch of this. And it was like, Hey man, y'all ain't won nothing. Like, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but like, people, like people will remember. <laughs> well, you gotta shut the fuck up, like. right? People will remember like that. We find in the West shit. Like, okay, all right, all right. Don't get your ass bounced out the first round. And I love John. Mm-hmm. I've told you this before. Like, if if I was 18 or 17 or whatever else, I'd probably have three different John Morant jerseys. He'd be my favorite player in the league. But you, you this is the shit you want to bring on upon yourself. You, you didn't have I'm to say none of this stuff man. at all. I guess I'm a cranky old man. I, he he's going on the other side. Well, yeah, of course. Like he's you know he's pulling straps out on kids. Yeah, like and, and suing them and shit. Like yeah, counter suing them. Like yeah. that's just that's not just honorable. Lame. Like that's just lame. That's just lame. Suns and Clippers. Russell Westbrook. All the heart in the world. Um, love to see it. Uh, an, an, another uh, for for the corpse of Chris Paul. Um, you know, add that to, you know to, to what he got going on. 
Um, it's I, I funny. Didn't catch, he actually I shot a better shooting percentage from the field than Westbrook did in that game. <laughs> oh, oh, look, of course, Chris Paul shot, shot a better percentage. That's his thing. No, percentage. no. I mean, like you know, I mean, like the part where it's like, yeah, this dude actually like made more shots. <laughs> Look, like you can say what you want to, but yeah, that's his shots. thing. Percentages, PER, oh, efficiency, man. all that. And then I get your joke. I get your joke. But when you out here and you make three of nineteen, I'm not really, really going for you're doing so great. It's, it's especially when like people were talking about it like as like this, almost like it was like um like a vindication of Westbrook's last two years. When it's like, bro, it's not even the last two years. He has. He hasn't won a. He hasn't been out the first round since 2016. No, 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 no. He has. Um, they won uh the series in the bubble. Oh yeah, Jeez, that's yeah. right, that's right, that's right. You're right. He so he's been out. He's passed one, and then he got uh, sent home in five against uh the Lakers. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, won one playoff series since 2016. But I was very happy to to see Russ get all the love at, at the end. I didn't see this whole game, so you probably take this one. Um, yeah, like at the beginning of the game, he was like in a rover type of thing where he was, he was slacking off of whoever was defending him, and he was playing with like that was the best defensive game I ever seen him play. Um, and he had two crucial rebounds off his rebounds at the end of the game that um swung the game flat out. Like he played awfully, and I thought that like he was gonna. I f- like there was a time when like he subbed in directly for Kawhi, and I was like. This is gonna cost him the game. Like he shouldn't be back in this game. Um, he ended up coming down with like those two great um, offensive rebounds. He got lucky by not getting called for the foul by fouling uh, Booker on the wrist. But whatever referee angle, you know how that is. Sometimes you get the call, sometimes you don't. Based on the we, ain't, we ain't giving Devin Booker no no, no respect um, out here. What what has he earned in this league? Well, I mean it's a foul, but I'm just he missed a call. I'm not uh, he missed a call. It's it is the, what it is. It's the playoffs. Like he missed a call. He missed a call, and then um. <laughs> And then, like, Westbrook was able to play through the uh, – still had to wear with all, like, while fouling him, knowing he fouled him and, like, still playing through it to get the ball and then, like, catch it and while he's going to bounce, bounce it off of uh, Booker. Great play. He got away with one, but great play. That happens all the time. Like, you don't – refs don't get all the calls, as we know in the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know what – I will say this. Um, I want to see game two and see what the, the Suns do as far as their three-point shooting because, like, uh, one thing straight up, um, like, with all of the, all the, that whole entire era with Chris Paul, they've been this great mid-range shooting team, and that's great. But, like, they lost the finals to math. <laughs> they lost it. They, they, don't shoot, they don't shoot enough threes. They lost them, and then they lost last year because the Mavs shot a bunch of threes, and they lost to math again. They lost this game because they only made like six threes. Does on a Monty good Williams like is he aware of this? Like, like is he trying to like you know trying to take it back to the old school? Is this Byron? Has Byron Scott AI replaced him? <laughs> well, he said we, we need we need to shoot less threes. Like, have we checked on his pulse? Is he alive on the sidelines? Um. Well, one thing I, I I've thought is like. He his offense is so good, and he does like make adjustments throughout the game. But like the adjustments are to get um uh to get good shots in the spots that his players prefer, which is more mid range. But it's like that's cool. You're losing the math, and like you watch that game, and it's like they started they were behind because uh, Durant started very slow with the heckling from Westbrook, um, and then he uh, was able to adjust. But after that, the the Clippers. 
were outplayed after that stretch. Um, but like you just look at this at the box score, and you're just like, they're losing this. They're losing this game to Math, and it's like they lost their last two series to Math, and it's like, uh, all right. I feel when, like when is the lesson going to be learned? And like you have you have to shoot. You're going to have to make like twelve to twenty threes in a game to win series in this era. I feel like the Suns. And I could be wrong about this, but this feels like a classic case of the people stuff is going to eventually do them in. And what I mean by that is obviously the personalities as far as like uh, the the hierarchy of the team, the dynamics and like, well, one, the center doesn't like the coach. Chris Paul's aging and decaying and there's nothing that he can do about that, obviously, because that's, you know, the circle of life in the league. Yeah. However, well, Rich, he, he's, I, he's waving people off like at the, he's waving Kevin Durant and Booker off. Did he wave to, him off to, or was to, it just he, this is the offense they ran and he just sat in the corners? I, I, Either I way, it's a problem. Like, Either way, yeah, you, you like can't he, you can't like look taking the mid range instead of giving it to them. I understand um, that like Chris Paul um, getting a screen from um, Aiden and then going to the right side of the floor and shooting a pull up mid range. Like you've seen him make a million of those. You don't expect him to ever miss them. He missed two or three of them in a row. Like you can't. He's the third best player on the team now. He can't be. He can't unless he's knocking the shots down. You can't just force feed. You can't just go back to that. Like I'm saying, the shots all look good. He's made a million times, but like when they don't go in, then you have to be like, all right, now we need to put. Now we need to put Booker into that. Or oh, like Westbrook is playing behind. Booker and Booker historically has an issue with like guys playing behind the screens because we, you saw that happen with the Clippers series la- uh, two years ago in the West Coast Finals with um Pat Bev. All right, put Durant into it now. It has to go to one of them too. And then like you know, just last year, Devin Booker is MVP candidate, best player on the team, and all this stuff. Like, how is this? This everybody not Clay Thompson when Kevin Durant comes in there, all that shit changes. I wonder how he's feeling about like, you know, all this stuff. And then they've they've killed their depth. Um, like they've, you know, Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges are no longer there. Yeah. So like that bench gets real weak. And I think when you add up all those things, yeah, this is just one game. They can figure it all out. But yeah. I feel like that's ultimately gonna do them in at some point. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, like yeah, like, okay, so they have that. They also have no they the whole time, ever since Sarge tore his ACL in that finals, they haven't had a a cable big man like the Bismack Biombo thing. He can still submit us, but it's not like he's a quality big man um, in the NBA by these standards now. And you know they're out here to search for whoever they can play minutes when Aiden's off the floor, and they're hurting when Aiden's not on the floor. Um, and then they're losing, and they're also losing this 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 math game. Like they have, they're fairly flawed in that way. Like. A lot of things have to go like just perfectly. Like nothing can go bad, otherwise they're fucked. And like and the margins, as you keep going further and further and further, the margins get thinner and thinner and thinner. And then something happens, and then you lose. And also, they were riding the ghost of that that game last year. And I know the teams mostly turned over, but the three people that were there with the coach at, don't nobody lose like that in a game seven and get just absolutely destroyed on your home floor like that and then comes back and like you know what we're putting it all together this year that was a back-breaking franchise-altering loss to likes i've almost never seen before i would be shocked if we were talking about the phoenix suns in two months um 
lifting the you know I, lifting yeah, the trophy. Yeah. yeah, I don't I, I don't disagree with that necessarily. Uh, what I will say is the Durant trade isn't for like trying to run this is is about extending the window post Chris Paul. It's not actually about Chris Paul. So like that was always what the trade was about. It was about like Durant and Booker moving forward. And if they can do it while Chris is still there, great. If not, then we'll figure it out what to do with his cap space once he's off the books and we moved on from him and he's retired or whatever else. So yeah, I, you know, like this nucleus will change. Like this might be Chris Paul's last year there. Who knows? Because there were, there were, you know, people talking about like they, he was floated around like throughout from the offseason last year until now Trade about deadline. being traded. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I, I don't really know anything else that was like worth going into discussion. Oh, about. I mean, hey, man, you would have loved, uh, Saturday's, uh, Saturday's game between, um, Kings and, uh, Warriors in, in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Unless yeah, you have yeah. PTSD because you hate the Kings, but, Outside of that, oh, like, I do hate the Kings. I know, yeah, um, but like, I, I, I how was that, that arena crowd. though? I did miss well, the crowd. I, I, I was, and, say, was it like, was it and, like back in the day? No, because there were no f- stupid fucking cowbells. Cowbells, okay. So, so it's not the same, but it's still like I, I remember, the, I remember when this place, when this place used to be fucking rocking, right? Like, and like didn't have the annoying yeah. cowbells, so, and they were wearing like the all white shirts, and it was cool. Um, I, I remember when that shit was silent too. <laughs> in, in games, when Stoyakovich was shooting them air balls. <laughs> Chris Webber getting the ball over time in game seven, and he out here getting the ball in the, in the, in the fucking elbow and never turning to face the rim. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know that we we got the home court advantage. We're not losing to them. Oh, we lost. <laughs> we, we play hard for game seven in our building. We're going to win. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Black Saber said uh, there were a few cowboys. That's true, there were a few, but it's not like it's not the same thing. And like one thing I will say is interesting was like seeing like the open and seeing like the crowd because it was a lot like um the way it was overflowed and crowded. It was almost like the Toronto Jurassic Park, like you know people outside watching the game type of thing. Mm-hmm. And like there were so many like Jason Williams jerseys and like Chris Webber jerseys and whatever. And I was like, damn, bro, I don't see a single Demarcus Cousins jersey. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> man, a loser. Why? Are you getting- <laughs> but it's like, but that's also the best player on your team for like in the last decade. So you'd be like, you imagine you see some, but it's like, nah, we're I'm, we're pulling these shits out from 04. Yeah, bro. From 02. That man, Jason unloved. Williams from 01. 55. Yeah. Like when I saw the 55, like I saw the Weber jersey, right? I saw a Weber jersey. Okay, okay. Obviously, and I said 55, I was like, I know damn well I do not see two Jason Williams jerseys. Oh, and I was like, those are Jason Williams jerseys. That's crazy. Yeah, he was raw, man. He, he was raw back in the day, but, you know. I'm, you know, uh, look. Don't any Bibby? No Bibby? Huh? There wasn't no Bibby jerseys out there? Uh, I didn't see any Bibby jerseys. I thought it was surprising, too. Uh, mm. But it was fun to see, like, Vladi was there and, like, Bobby Jackson was there. And I almost made me ask, like, where's Turkaloo? But uh, mm. yeah, whatever. Um, but I will say, like... Um, like it was, it was a fun crowd and the game was just crazy. Like, you know, I had saw the Kings play earlier in the year and like, they're, they're a fun watch and like Fox is great. And, and, uh, Sabonis is great, but like Sabonis in this game, like against in this matchup, like he has trouble, like trying to muscle, like Looney, like, cause look, I don't know if you like ever looked at like Looney over the years. He's gotten he's gotten progressively bigger and bigger. He's an ox, bro. Like, right. Like all they've Compared done to how is ask that man. Be? 
bro, all they've done is ask that man to play very like cleanup style basketball yep. with like basically doing all the dirty work and he's yep. played in a lot of high level games over the years. Yeah. He's the perfect person for that. He just team. he just got a he just got a dump off dunk just now. Look at that. <laughs> um but yeah, like you just look at like when he first got into the league and you look at now and it's like, yeah, he's definitely putting on like what, 15, 20 pounds and like it's hard to move him. And then also like, you know, the thing with the magical thing with Draymond and also like Barnes back in the day was like, you just like these like what the fuck are they doing in these weight rooms where like they have these dudes that are so much stronger than they actually look um in stature. Um mm-hmm. but especially like Sabonis having trouble trying to muscle them. So like the most he could really do it, like so he was like he couldn't get to his spot. Like he's about an inch off a spot of where he wants to like you know finish and he has to finish over the top of him. He would like just miss by like, and miss some shots that you think he normally make. So he didn't play well, but like it didn't matter because Malik Monk was like, if you, I got it, I got it. And they were having trouble guarding Malik Monk, and they have not a soul, not a single solitary soul that can stay in front of De'Aaron Fox. Not not Wiggins, not uh not Gary Payton Jr. And I was like, if Gary Payton Jr. can't guard him, like this, like the whole like he scored thirty or damn near forty or whatever else, like that might be like uh, uh every other game thing in this series, because like. He did play like about as perfect as he can play, but like it was like you just can't fundamentally they they can't stay in front of him. Yeah. Even without a screen. <clears throat> well, um I guess from there Look, we oh, should step I got <clears throat> Steph was Steph was fucking awesome in that game. Like yeah. I thought Steph I don't do you see the shot he got to try to tie it up? No, no. Bro. He caught the ball. One footed, one foot, one hand. I thought it was going in. He missed from three. I thought it was going in. I mean, of course we thought it was going in. It's Steph Curry. It's what? But no, no, no. I mean, it looked good come out of his hand though. But it was a one foot, one hander. Like he shot like a fucking floater. He shot a three point like a floater. I thought it was going in, Rich. (laughs) Steph. Yeah, man. Like. So, I, so what I will say is like I would, I would very much suggest you like watch this series because it's going to be just up and down, ping ponging, ping just up and down. Like there was a, there were stretches in the game where they were just like, probably like it, the shot clock for like up and down on both both way for both ways like four times. If the shot clock probably never got below like fifteen for like basically eight straight possessions, it was fun as hell. So yeah, um, if you get some, if you get a chance, watch that series. Yeah, man. Um, I guess we should we should move forward though uh, into the world of pro wrestling. Um, so <clears throat> this news kind of comes in kind of conjunction um, with the imminent return of CM Punk uh, to AEW and rumors about a Saturday show for uh, AEW. Uh, I don't know if it's TNT or TBS or anything like that, but uh, what? Andy is like very involved in this, um, and they were told that you know CM Punk would be back. And there's the idea of like some type of like soft brand split or like keeping people away from people. Nothing's been settled amongst these people yet. Um, there's has been no, I don't think any re- resolution or anything like that. Um, I think uh, Chris Jericho is and CM Punk were set to have some meeting about where they they work together and everything like that. Jericho running uh, a play from a mile away. Um, I think we should have been able to see that coming. Um, I think, you know, in some group chats, um, 
I had said Punchy was coming to work with Jericho and he can do all those shoot interviews and shit he wants. They can shoot on each other and promos and shit. But um, I don't know, man. I this all still feels really um, you know, adding a second show. I'm not. No, no, no. They're adding a that. third show, Rich. They're adding okay, a third yeah. uh, show. another two hour show. Sorry. Um, I just want to make people know that like they're 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 choosing to go to to you know seven hours of the sh- or sorry yeah five hours of the shit. Yeah, like um, there was some there was a lot of stuff on Twitter this past week. Um, uh, with Brandon Cutler dunking on or retweeting some article about uh, from Deadspin where CM Punk's gaslighting AEW. Um, there was uh, there's a it seems it would still be like just a lot of like unresolved bad energy behind beyond all this and what did what did he do with his uh account after like people basically read what he's what he said i think he just deleted the tweet okay i didn't know if he went like private or what happened or if he yeah i don't know what happened yeah i just know so- he did something with the tweet yeah or something um, with the account. they uh as far as like sam paul I'm, I'm not under any resolution like to where I'm going to say anything that is going to quote unquote stop him from coming back or anything. Mm-hmm. This all feels like wrong. Um, this all kind of feels like, like what is going on here? Like, and then, you know, you, you add in the combo of Dax Harwood um, and, and all his, uh, you know, podcast stuff with um, publicly campaigning for uh, CM Punk and the elite and, FTR to have this big six man tag match and everything like that, and it's like the Dave talked about it. You know, the the idea of like the doing all the PR stuff with this and putting this match out in public, and it's like a uh, it's like a Machiavellian play to kind of swing public perception, and I think it's working to to an extent. And it's like, hey, you know, the elite don't want to work with you guys. If I'm the elite, I don't think I give you the satisfaction, and I. Don't blame them for not wanting to work with him. <laughs> I never, I never, I didn't hear that people wanted the traction of doing it outside of a. It's a good program because obviously people know what happened and it, you know, controversy breeds cash, that sort of thing. I never, I never really thought people were like really clamoring for it in that way. Um, but okay, um, I, I just. Uh, I never thought Punk was going to come back. Rich, you, you, will you vouch for that? I always thought he was coming back, right? You, you thought he was coming back or wasn't? I always back? thought he was coming back. <laughs> I was always uh, like, I was always saying like, bro, Tony Khan wants his dude back. That's why he's not talking about this. Because if he yeah, didn't want him back, I, he would just, he just be like, all right, we're done. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think this is a gross miscalculation. Um, I think it's going to end up costing them the elite one day and it's going to be ugly. Um, and then I wonder what the dynamics are around this, this return. Like, uh, Chris Jericho is like currently a heel right now. Um, CM Punk's going to come back in. I don't know if they're going <laughs> to like, I don't get the vibe that CM Punk wants to be booed or anything. I think he'll, he'll do it if they ask him, but you know, I don't think people are going to react to him well. So if he he's coming back and getting pushed as a babyface, I think a lot of the fans or a sizable portion will be like, "Why are we behind you?" Like I think they're going to torpedo him, and it'll it'll be as simple as like Chris Jericho has been from this company from day one. He he started with it. He went through the pandemic. He did all this stuff uh, establishing the company. He did all this stuff when you fucked the money 
Um, and no one is talking about what CM Punk actually did, like in the you know in that press conference, which was just radioactive in in so many ways. Um, I think it is it's unsettled. Like, and this is a guy that has not only violated that one time. This is he vi- that was like the. That was Let's at least see. the second time. At that least. was at least the second time. And then that Instagram post. Right. Uh, again, and it's like, all right, when he comes back, are we just counting down to number four? And it's like, like he's not that much of a, of a, to me, he's not that much of a difference maker to where you have to necessarily tolerate that shit. Like, and um, knowing that he's about to be 45 years old, knowing that he's broken up like this, uh, I feel like this is just... It's a ticking time bomb that's going to go off. And it's just, it's just amazing the timing of all this. Um, they were saying, uh, you know, he would pop up uh, right after the playoffs were over. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, he wanted to get this stuff out in the news. The second, you know, Dynamite, every time CM Punk News comes out, it's on a Wednesday for Dynamite. And either like the elite is like doing something big or something like that. Like people have tracked these things. Like there's like at least four different occasions I can recall um, of this, you know, those, those all in tickets, uh, uh, you know, started getting, you know, uh, out for the public, which went up to 50,000. Apparently, you know, you know, before all them shit start going on sale, you know, there's no shock. CM Punk's trying to slide back in there. So it's like, I don't know, man. All this stuff feels real nasty and uncomfortable. And I think if you are riding with this company from from day one and you're all those top guys, the elite, Moxley, Jericho, you have a argument to say you help build this company, you help sustain this company, and you help recover the pieces from this company that this guy fucked up. And there's... It's like this house that was that, you know, was on four, you know, pillars to um, make a joke there. And he knocked in two of them and (laughs) with that shit in the press conference. Um, And that shit has to get rebuilt still like it's still a process. And um, if you could get all these guys to to settle this thing, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome, because like. No one. I, I don't think anybody. If you're if you're a big time CM Punk fan, you don't want to feel like CM Punk is being done wrong here. Um, you don't want to. You know, if you're a big elite fan, I'm a big elite fan. Like you don't want to potentially look up and see these guys out of the company because they decide, or Tony Khan decided, like, yo, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna look the other way, like on for the fourth or fifth time, uh, while while this guy like does something that brings. Uh, either shame or uh, just flat out is not good for the company. And um, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's real, it's real weird. It's, it's real weird. And it's, it's very awkward. And when he comes back, it's only going to get worse. Dave Meltzer has always talked about this decision that Tony Khan had to make. And it, it just seems like the decision to bring him back is linked to another one. What do you think that is? It's like, I feel like you're going to have to pick between the elite and him. And then the elite is not just like, I I think it has gone understated hangman pages role in all this because he like, 
he's not the only or those other three guys are not the only people with contracts. Um, I think Hangman's, you know, is kind of like all in that same thing, too. Um, the elite are gone, like your Kenny Omega and Young Bucks and stuff like that. And they've already sent this message like, well, we're just going to stand by and see him punk like that. Where what is where do you stand in that case? Like, don't you like be like, yeah, I I think I'm a I'm a Bucktown too. So like, disgusting, like disgusting, and like, no one wants to talk about it. It's just like these people need to do business. They need to do find a way to make money. And and I think I've gotten so tired of hearing those arguments from people because. A, we don't make any of that money, so they're pocket watching. B, these people are all multimillionaires. I'm sure they're not poor. <laughs> Two or three. Why, you know, if these people like usually we're, we're getting a couple different arguments. Like if you're someone that that is out here, like yeah, man, th- these fake ass wrestlers, these these young bucks. The, the the young sucks. It's K Omega sucks. Da da da. And whatever. It's like it, it's real funny. Like how the only person you want this man CM Punk to wrestle is them. Real ironic, I think. So um, I don't know. I'm kind of all over the place here, but um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about all this, James? Yeah, uh, look. I always thought he was coming back because it made sense for him to come back. Um, if if the whole if CM Punk if him playing pay, favorite or if Tony Khan playing favorites with CM Punk causes uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to take their ass to WWE, then uh, I, I got to tell you, I got a feeling that Tony Punk that Tony Khan would treat them better than uh, than, than Vince McMahon would in Endeavor, but. Whatever, maybe maybe they don't matter. They just want to get away, and if that's what if that's what they so choose, then good luck, young bucks, in in trying to figure out how to fit into the, the ladder match that they have at WrestleMania for for the tag teams. Uh, so like for me, it's like I'm good with whatever they want to do. If they want to leave for that reason, then that's unfortunate. I wish they would stay in AEW, but whatever. But like. At some point, all league wrestling, whether it's next year, five years, 10, 20 years from now, like it will be eliteless wrestling. Um, now it sucks that if it was to happen earlier, obviously. Um, I think that's a totally different circumstances, whether it's retirement, whether it's like choosing to do something else in your career than being like ran out of the company. I think we, we talked about that before, but there, okay. So to me, their contracts are all up. They're all going to get pay raises. Regardless of wherever they go. Like, I know the perception will be CM Punk ran them off, but that's not the reality either way. Reality is, I'm, I got paid more money to stay or to go. I don't want to deal with this shit. I'll go here for now. And I might come back. Once Punk 45-year-old ass is done. 45-year-old ass is done with this. So, like, for me, like, if that's what they want to do... I think that sucks for my wrestling watching, but that's what they want to do. Um, I just don't like the whole thing of split rosters and all that kind of stuff. Sounds like, like a bad I, idea. I don't, I, 
Well, first off, the, the two hour, the, the another show is a bad idea. No one's even watching the second show. Like, if the idea is you hold out um, Rampage so much and no one's even watching it, and then now we kind of need to reboot and we're going to, like, you know, go back to CM Punk and Jericho being on, what's the name of this third show? I forgot already. Collision. Being on Collision and, like, they'll go from there and, like, they'll even probably throw Adam Cole on that thing and maybe even Jay White. Okay, you got something there, whatever else. I'm still, I'm still have uh, concerns about like what they'll be able to draw running a second, running a second um, show, or whatever else. Even even on the weekends, I, I still have concerns about that and what these crowds will look like. Obviously, they'll be preempted a whole bunch for you know different sports stuff all the time. Lots um, of preemptions. They they may actually do better at the gates because it is a weekend show. That's true. Um, however, the TV business where this business actually matters um, <laughs> that they'll be preempted like crazy by the NBA, by WWE once a month, by um, UFC, by or in competition with them, um, it, the NBA playoffs, uh, any other playoff like Saturday NFL stuff like there. It seems like college football, college football. Good God. Um, there's it seems like Saturdays is a big ask and. <laughs> Kind of, but look, one thing I will say for all the people that were, you know, dooming and glooming about, uh, about Warner Brothers Discovery. I think they got to shut the fuck up though, right? It's over now. Yeah. So now this is a topic conversation as opposed to the doom and gloom of, oh my God, they're not getting another deal. They're get they're getting another fucking TV show. Yeah. They're getting another one. And like Warner's behind this. It's not like, right. You know, and I think we should squash some stuff. It wasn't like, hey, can you create us another show for CM Punk to like keep him? That I don't think no. happened. No. Um, <laughs> I think what happened was Warner was like, yo, we'd like to get you guys. You guys are doing so well. You know, let's see. You know, you guys think you can give us some more. And then, you know, Tony Khan, like many other promoters before him, uh, was decided like, great. This take- also can help me solve my locker room issue, too. Well, yeah, yeah, he was like that, but he was like, I'll take the the extra money, the extra hours or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, well, like you said, this can help, you know, solve uh, whatever locker room issue there is. Um, One thing I will say, hey, um, Ring of Honor, Honor Club. Like, is it, it makes it kind of is it is it a is it a reason for this to exist anymore now? Yeah, it makes it kind of mm, like they're doing cool things. I think um, like what like would it be crazy if they just like obviously it's AEW still whatever else you're going to have you know certain champions on there whatever else but like would people bat an eye given how many different titles they've had defended in, from different promotions in AEW would people like freak out if like most of the belts, uh, the Ring of Honor belts were defended just on Saturday AEW show. Like, will people freak out over I, that? I, th- I think people have PTSD over the letters ROH. Um, and but I mean, like, in good faith, not like the, the stupid, like, the bullshit that, like, uh, you know, Bischoff is doing was like, oh my god, the TBS title is being, you know, defended on TNT, and it's like, motherfucker, you had, like, you had Kensuke Sasaki win the fucking US title from WCW in, in Sumo Hall. I'm sorry. What's the problem? You the trendsetter. We follow in yeah. your footsteps. Yeah. Um. <laughs> look, they've got. I think always has their own kind of thing going on. Like 
Shibata's a regular there. Vikingo's almost a, a semi-regular. Right. Claudio's over there. The Athena's champ- doing great Lucha work. Lucha Brothers are tag champions. Lucha Brothers are tag team champions. So it's like, there's a reason for it, you know, because you got so many wrestlers, and I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, they've, they've made it to this point, and maybe they've made it to this point where, and we've got to allow them to kind of stretch their wings with it. Rather than be like, no, nah, you can't have another show. Because, like, no one would tell WWE they couldn't have another show. They have three on television every week. You know, regardless of if one's a developmental or not, they send people to that show to work on that show all the time. Yeah. Um, so, like, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, you know, if it's ROH or, excuse me, uh, if it's Rampage for, for an hour, uh, if there's a two-hour Saturday show, I think it's – on them to get creative enough to fill it and like to make it worthwhile. You got a lot you can do with that, that rampage hour. You can, you can turn that into, you know, uh, you can have the women like hold that thing down. If you want like people like you, you can, you can use one of these shows as like a, a vignette building show. You already know you're not under pressure on Friday nights to really like deliver big ratings or anything like that. So it's like, all also, right, didn't run, they do a good rating this, this past packages. week? They did a great rating this past. Now I heard that show went good. Um, I, I I didn't see it. Um, but they had um, uh, I think it was a point two one, and I think they did like six hundred thirty one thousand. So um, I that's, don't know. That's only like the best rating they've was. done in a while. Yeah. Um. So that 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 uh, lead in kind of helped. Um, but you know, I heard there was like 10 minutes of commercials before the show started. So, you know, who knows how, how effective that lead in was, but, um, as far as like, you know, I, I hope it it gets settled one way or another. I think CM Punk should publicly apologize, you know, for, for that press conference. Um, because to me, that's the issue. Like niggas fight all the time. You know, and it's unfortunate that, you know, they, they went through that and they're probably all of them will never forget it. It will never be right or whatever. Right. Um, but the damage that he did publicly to the company that people are refusing to acknowledge for whatever reason and, and also saying that he doesn't need to say anything about it. And it's like. Well, we're I, we're I feel like we're back at square one here. Like, like well, I mean, the might, people that are we, saying that are being disingenuous. Like, right? Like, even while I'm saying, like, hey, man, this isn't the shit to get someone sent out. That's the level of star he is, uh, and the promotion he's in. Like, there is a thing where, like, hey, if you fuck up in public, you got to apologize for it in public as well. That's just that's it's PR one on one. Look, and this this man lives by by that mantra, James. You oh yeah, know, you know the apology must be as loud as the disrespect. You know, <laughs> a, a man once said. So, uh, you know, is this me being an elite fan that that wants a pound of flesh? Yeah, well, maybe a little bit. You know, I, I ain't gonna cap, but it's like, but it's also just flat out just it's like the it's reality just, it's of wrong, like how to handle bro. this. Yeah, like it's wrong. No one would act like this. Like, like it'd at, just at, be like, cool. At, you know, at minimum, he was unprofessional as fuck. At minimum. So it's like, hey, you you hurt the promotion. You you hurt the company that you were working for. How about you, like, bring your ass back on screen and apologize for hurting the promotion that you worked for? You asshole. They don't like, have it's to very even on the television show. They can upload a video to YouTube for all I care. <laughs> Just like they uploaded the, the scrum to YouTube. <laughs> Do that. Like, that's... <laughs> Play it on dark elevation. Who gives a fuck? Like, nah, he has to look. Cause here's the thing. 
It's going to be a time he gets a microphone. And people want to hear what he has to say. For that first pro at the very least. That needs to be the time when he says it. Not on YouTube. When he's on TV again, he has a microphone in his hand. And he has to address why he's been, what's been going on since he's been gone. And the injury and, you know, like the title situation that he left out of and why he's not going after that title again and all the should, other stuff. So like, should he get a two month suspension too when he's cleared? Now we just saw who was it? Uh, just recently just got a, uh, a 30 game NBA suspension for the first type of domestic assault in like 20 of the games were already served. He, he basically got time served. Like, I'm, I want to. I, I want to see the CM Punk uh, suspension and it, it should be time served. That's that would be the best because it's like, oh yeah, he spent the whole time. So, he was injured, you asshole. He was he was able to come back. He was physically able to come back. Like, I, I would love. I would love to be like, well, no, you know, because you know we would have brought it back. To, you know, to do uh, commentary. <laughs> so we just spent. So this is time served. I want. I I want to see. I want to see all this stuff because it's gonna be because some of that stuff is gonna be like, all right. Well, let's see the accounting of what of what you know the damage that took place from him doing that stuff. Regardless of whether I felt like he was um justified to at least throw a shot back the first time, uh, like he took it too far the second and third time. Um, but like yeah, like I want to see like what this all is and like what he's gonna be able to get away with and how people are going to lose their minds and discourse past that. But the main thing is like I lose it's like hey he fucked up he should have to come and apologize and ultimately like if you're that level of star if you come out and apologize like you kind of can just come back like that's kind of how it works. I'm not just saying for CM Punk. I mean like if, that's, if Kenny Omega got himself in some in bo- or in this kind of bullshit and he was on the wrong side of it this way like. He should be able to come back if he apologizes because he's that level of star. So um, for that, all this goes on these these three or, you know, these other things like the elite has remained pretty much silent um, on all this. And they probably don't know. Go the fuck away. (laughs) I I don't know whether that is like for the best or not, but, you know, it's not for the best for the night this way. I think I think I they think they're being professional do, by not talking about it and moving the fuck on. I think they they did do the promotion a lot of favors about it because people already can't shut the fuck up, and it's just like CM Punk bombarding Sean Ross Sapp like twice a month, um, or his camp, excuse me, or Dax, or excuse me, um, but it is um, it, I don't know for for near perspective, it's like. What do they like? I like. I don't think they gain anything really here, and it's just like I don't know, man. I you know, it, it is interesting though. Um, the way Dax Harwood is getting left out in the cold, trying to um, uh, campaign publicly for this match and all this shit, when like the Elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club is like set to like dominate the summer, and it's largely going to be the same. Uh, outline uh of a program likely with better matches more draws across the board like that and people that sell tickets you know to 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 the arenas and shit like that across the board on both sides um well yeah on one because <laughs> on one side you have you know two gigantic draws in danielson in um or two big draws for the company in danielson and moxley and then on the other end you just have cm punk 
like now I, now I will give but the thing with like Dax is like Dax is not a next level worker like we see everything he's trying to do and that's why like it doesn't work and that's why people are always never and that's why people are always like hey man like he not knock it the fuck off and it's like nah man we're, you know we might we're really weighing our, our options we might go back to WWE we might leave and it's like no, we not. didn't believe you at all I don't believe you no one fell for that for a second um, and that's how he's getting you know back and forth uh, with Meltzer Alvarez yeah. And Alvarez, where it's like, bro, like the play you're the play you are trying to work people on, like everybody sees that it's transparent, like this is what you're trying to do. Like you're not this you're not you're not doing 4D chess, like you're doing like the regular <laughs> you're doing the basic ass T two D. Like this is like this isn't this isn't metal gear. Like what you're doing is fucking Street Fighter 2, not even Turbo, just the original Street Fighter 2 out the box. Um and look, they're great. And what they're doing, right? But it's like, nah, man, this ain't the 80s where people are just gonna, oh my god, no, no. Um, so yeah. like, him campaign, campaign for that thing is like, it's fucking transparent. It's very similar to like me being able to spot out the, the, um, them winning the belts back and then like, they're gonna eventually have an acclaim match where they get their win back. Reach right? of desperation, don't it? But a lot of the thing is like, but that's what we're saying is like, look, bro, it's obviously what you're trying to do. Like, you want to be in a big match because, like, you you are trying to get yourself to that level of draw to where if you have enough big matches, you do become a draw eventually, right? And I'm wrong. They have great matches, but they just have, like, as far as a draw, like, to where they're on the level of, like, rivaling the Young Bucks' draws for the company, they're not that. Matches with them in this position could get, could help, will help do nothing but help them get to that. And we see that's why you want the match. Like, you're not, you know what... And and You're like not you, you, money out here. You, you want the political positioning, like you want the you know the protection that aligning yourself. Let's be real. Publicly they, and they want a main of they want a main event of a pay per view for once. Yeah. Um, Don't knock them. Know, I mean, everybody should aspire look, for look, that. Everybody, like, everybody should should aspire for that. But yeah. also, like, there's there's ways to do it with honor. There's ways to, to do it to where you don't where you don't look like a clown where where, where you don't uh, come off here like the lamest man uh, in the world. Um, you know, it, it is I, a way I, to do it without being like, hey, bro, like when we look back on time, we'll be like, hey, man, this is this is about CM Punk and not you and not y'all at all. <laughs> y'all are his like, friend. Is, That's this, nice. This is, but like, this, is, this, is, this is this is this is this is re- this is really, really like, you know. This is really some Shawn Michaels friend type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, awesome. You know they have they have awesome matches. Whatever. Like I I like I I you know if they have a good match or something, I'll come on here and 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 tell you. I'll I'll, I'll sing their praises or whatever. I, I put uh, I want to say their first match. I think I put it at like my number eight match last year. Some shit like that. Uh, against the uh, <laughs> against um. FTR Briscoe's yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, super. I thought that was the best one of, of the three, but um, you know, the patience that um, I, I have for for Dax and every his whole, entire brand of social media and how he, he conducts himself with his podcast. And to be fair to him, um, I came across a couple of the clips. Some a lot of the, the, the things are written aren't exactly what he says like you know in the headlines that that come out they mm-hmm. just look way worse because <laughs> the, the the topics he's broaching and it's like he's he's done all this shit where you know if, if you look at a dax harwood right and you see his his career right he's been around for through uh nxt 
Yep. You know, what, what, you know, when there's that full sale, like he was like kind of like an enhancement guy. Then they got, you know, the gimmick, the revival. They had a run there. They kind of ascended to kind of star level in NXT. And then, uh, you know, they were working the WWE main roster for a while, won the belts a couple times. And, you know, they don't really care about the belts or anything right. there. But they had lots of like, you know, house show matches that people would talk about with like American Alpha or, or Rudin Gable and shit like that. And, of course, they've got the Raw 25 thing and all the people that they come across with that. Um, they've got the jump to AEW. They've got the, um, you know, the, the initial arrival to AEW. They got some of the matches that they had that are kind of in the past in AEW. But, like, it seems like he speed ran his whole career, essentially, in this short time he's had this show. And I'm only hearing it from afar because I don't listen to the show. But what it seems like, perception-wise, he speed ran a lot of this shit. And now he's just, you know, this is a, this is a CM Punk propaganda wing um, in, in certain cases. And then it's a... Dax Harwood in the state of professional wrestling, like it's like, bro. When I when I saw that, I'm like, your your podcast is done now. Like, why do I want to hear you talk about the the current state of professional wrestling and then people you're actively working with and knowing the the damage that could cause uh, as far as like working with people um, in the way people run with anything regarding this promotion. We talked about it several times. People will believe anything about AEW when. Um, the like when the um uh, uh headlines are getting ran and, and it's like putting you at odds with someone like a jungle boy um and then the the headline looks way worse in the article people don't even read articles they just see headlines and it it, it all becomes like you know i you know i know people in the promotion more than you think and it's just you know i i don't gather that there's a lot of um reverence for how you know his get down with that and it's like you you look at other people with podcasts they're not getting into this kind of shit i mean they're also not like imagining the people doing podcasts i'm at the state of pro wrestling while they're in the fucking pro wrestling state right now that's it it's like you like you mentioned you have to work with these fucking people Right, and like your opinion is your opinion, but like that doesn't mean like you should give your opinion at all times or at, at or at specific times about certain things. Like, you know, like imagine you just come out and be like, you know, I'm just honest all the time. You're you're going to not have too many friends <laughs> in life going forward, or people that like want to want want to do things for you that you need help with in life to get through life. Like, if you're going to be honest all the time, that's not how that works. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm I you know. I have no interest in listening to any of the Dax stuff. Like when I hear about he's doing a, you know, a tag team, all time tag team thing. And, you know, he has the Dudleys as his two seed. Like, I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? But, you know, outside of that, I don't really hear anything else about, about it. So it doesn't really, you know, come across, but like, <sighs> time to times I'll, I'll see what you were talking about, like, or see the things that happen online regarding him. And I'm just like, see, like he has built a persona for himself. Whether or whether he intended to or not, he has built a, uh, in, uh, a persona for himself, and it's not flattering. Um, like I don't know his relationship with the people uh, or his level of uh, you know, um, let's say um, relationship with everybody, but it's like I 
I don't know, unless you are like, you know, the top star or you are like, you know, someone that everybody loves. I don't really know if you can like really be talking about the state of professional wrestling like that. Uh, it's just weird. I, I don't yeah. know, man. Um, and that's, and, and especially in the context of like the CM Punk stuff he's in with, or the CM Punk stuff when he's connected to CM Punk more than anybody else, um, in the company it, publicly. After this what, happened, it's like, what's it going to look like? And this right. whole thing has been right. based on perception and, and then, from what, what right. we were talking about. And, CM Punk's perception that people were sabotaging him, which seems not true, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Right. Um, and, you know, the the perception that CM Punk got rid of, helped get rid of Colt Cabana. Which we like also that. still don't know for his fact. It's true. Right. This is like, like Cabana, do I believe that? Cut? Do, like, do I believe he did that? No. Like, I think we're not cut, but moved to ROH. Sorry. Like, I think everyone is looking at the wrong person. You need to look at Tony Khan. Like, right. in but, Tony, but the thing this Tony could Khan. be settled Tony really Khan, easy. Tony Khan, the, like, he doesn't answer none of this shit. So, like, everybody's left to guess or whatever else. And like, that's the bad thing is like he hasn't, not even publicly for us, but like he has not or. Actually, he has. He has told people, like, nah, that has nothing to do with it. Just no one believes him. Mm-hmm. Because why would you? Because mm-hmm. CM Punk comes in. They don't know CM Punk. Outside of the reputation that he came into this late. Like, maybe if this was, um... If he came in day one, like, they they, they wanted it to. But, like, he wanted, you know, to see how real the shit was going to be before, like... You know, it turns into, like, an embarrassment thing on him if it doesn't work out. Um then maybe they do have more um, reason to believe him, but it's like, this is a, uh, this is a foreign object or this is a foreign entity coming in. And like, we have, you know, much like what's happened with a lot of the fan base. Whenever there's a new person comes in that used to be in WWE is like, do we trust him? Is he, is, is he one of us? Is he have, you know, fed brain? Like you see a lot of that fair or fair or unfair. Otherwise you see a lot of that with like a lot of the hardest, like fan bases of, uh, inside of AEW. Um, so yeah, like I'm assuming, I'm assuming it also comes down to like the Kumbaya locker locker room. that used to be there. And now it's like, they look at the NXT and they're like, mm, they're, they're treating this like it's actually pro wrestling instead of, you know, a summer camp. We don't like this. So yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how this all goes. And for me, it's just like, Hey man, I don't. I don't give a fuck if y'all don't like each other. Go out there and fake fight each other already. Like, so we, how long have we been talking about CM Punk the CM Punk situation? All of that for how long? It feels like we've been talking about for over a half hour at this point, right? Was not timing it, but yeah, it's, but it's been it's a minute, a and it's like the whole thing chunk. comes back to me. It's like, bro, un- un- unless it's going to revolve around someone getting violently hurt and that be hospitalized or death, I don't care. Go out and wrestle. Go go do go go get together. Have Tony Khan book this person with this person. If they want to work with someone, someone or work with this person. Fine, we'll come up with something else. And then if you're not a big enough star to be able to get that exemption, fuck you, do it or, or leave, and go from there. Like I'm, I'm kind of at that point where like, all right, man, like so much has happened. Like Tony needs to like start putting his foot down with some of this shit with people. Is like, and like you heard so that um, Tony Khan has like said no to CM Punk on certain things, especially like the him trying to get out of or the alleged story around like the, the, the Rocky three thing with Moxley or whatever else is like, he needs to do more of that with these people. I mean, because like, I mean, we, hey, we man, know what that to, was though. To, like we know what that was. Like John Moxley had all the, the power in that situation. Right. Like, right. Well, he was under, he, you know, he, he was not under contract and he had the belt. So 
Mox, you, we were playing Mox's way, right. essentially. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, the part where, like, Punk is like, you know, I don't know, whatever. All right. Like, that's how you feel, but this is what I need you to do. So take your ass out there. And then what he do? He took his ass out there and got and got this ass rocked. Like he needs to he needs to do more of that. Like I I feel like the wrestlers like have gotten too much as far as feeling like they can just have their feelings and be able to express it and him and haw and all this kind of stuff. And it's like Hey man, everybody is going through some shit. Everybody is not happy with their position. There's a million talent, super talented motherfuckers here. Like, are we gonna sit here and pout and complain and and do these fake, you know, uh, vague tweets online? Are we going to like, like, try to say fuck you? I'm better than what you think I am. I'm gonna show them and go out there and kill it. Like, I don't. I see more of the tw- of the of the complaint tweets than going out there and kill it right now in AEW. And I feel like like that's that's been kind of like. What we've seen in a lot of like the middle class of AEW since the punk stuff happened has happened, and like it wasn't like that, and uh, it wasn't like that before this, and like I wish like that shit would go away. I really do. It's exhausting. Yeah, um, Sam Punk needs to come back and atone for himself. Ultimately, I feel like, and um, if he doesn't do it, it's going to be weird, and it's going to be eye opening, and it's going to be something to watch. Going into 2024. Look, because- in worst case, look in worst case scenario. Look, I guess that means we can get Kenny Omega to go out here and get some more spite and spirit at WrestleMania 40. Hell no! But rich, uh, rich, rich, rich. But look, you can say that Kenny Omega carried Roman Reigns to a five star match. I think I'll, I think I'll you, pass you, on you that. You don't, you don't know, no. Uh, well, it, it won't. It won't hit. You you don't like the story of see. You don't like the story of Kenny Omega, the guy that they say wrestled the blow up dolls and eight year olds, whatever else. Like become a Hall of Fame level wrestler. Start you know helps uh, sell ten thousand uh, seater independent show. Helps start a second inter uh, American major promotion, and then ends up main eventing WrestleMania forty. You don't think that's a it, is it the thing it, where like you just work that he won't finish story or, or or no or just no? Nah, like oh, okay. it's it's just like ill, like <laughs> like disgusting. It's like I know, like, I know. Well, I was nasty. I know. I did it on purpose. Fan, I just don't want to see you react to it. Yeah, like have, it. It's fine. These fans that have vilified this man for pick your reason. Um. Right. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, you know how that is. It's like you know. A lot of Lakers fans, you experience this. You hate LeBron's guts, and then he end up, you know, coming over there, and then you won a title, and then just for a little minute, like you know, the Grinch heart, like it grew three times bigger. It got smaller again immediately, but it, it grew three times bigger for a short amount of time. <laughs> Y'all, you you enjoy you enjoyed the, the black uh, you enjoyed the black and gold like uh, championship T shirts. You, you did, you know, you did. You know, um, I would like to see I would like to see the Lakers fans get their LeBron James. You know. You stupid! <laughs> oh, that would be a, look the day that man signs the dotted line to go to Stanford. Oh, that will be a day. That will be a day online. That look. That, that be might be the that might be the last day of Twitter right there. Wrestling yeah. Twitter will shut this bitch down. That might be the last y'all y'all hear. Um, you know, for me, blow up. Uh, you know, you know, we we gonna go ahead and uh, lay it down. Uh, I appreciate you all listening over the years, and uh, 
I don't think I got nothing else for you, for y'all. I'm, I'm done, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, we did get a question for a first time at Chatter. I wanted okay. to talk about this. We were okay. talking about people getting matches and stuff. Uh, Miss Queen Rotom says, "I have a question. Do you see Cody Rhodes getting a rematch at SummerSlam against Roman Reigns for the titles?" I don't. I think they're gonna go back at WrestleMania. You think they're gonna go the whole year? I think they're gonna go a whole year. Okay, so I don't think I don't know. If, I don't necessarily think you have this like just plotted out, but like, how many Brock matches do you think he ends up having in his program? Well, he's got two, one coming one. up like next month. Uh, I think they're going to do at least at least two. Is that made it in the Puerto Rico show. Yes, I, okay. would, I would imagine so. Okay, because I know Roman Reigns ain't ain't doing that show. He's doing. The he's not. No. No. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so then, like, I guess that takes you to this. So you think you do Brock again at? Oh, well, it's it's May, or they'll take you to May. I think they probably do that second match at SummerSlam. Okay. Survivor yeah. Series can be he can be fucking you know Team USA whatever else. He's gonna be in War Games. Oh yeah, war, oh yeah, sorry, War Games. Uh, Against the Bloodline. <laughs> um. Uh, well, we got a comments here um so man <laughs> okay we're gonna go i'm gonna i'm gonna I, give the comment session lots of play okay um so uh brew i'll start with brew haven or excuse me, i'll start with adam uh he says i don't think asking punk to apologize works because it'll just be an empty apology um brew haven I mean, says, even, look People, people, when apologies are given, regardless of how uh, sincere they are or not, or how well they're spoken, or how, like, you know, once you give an apology, it is not for people to automatically forgive you because of it. Like, if they choose to forgive you, cool. If they don't, that's the right. It's almost like you're, it's like your thing to say, well... I, I put my part in. Like it's it's asking CM Punk to, to put his part in, right? On fixing it. I, we're, like an apology is literally we're asking you to do the bare minimum. All right. Um, Brewhaven says I think Punk should get a chance to prove he's not an asshole. I mean, <laughs> that 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 that's kind of CM Punk's thing. CM Punk is not the is not the first and will definitely not be the last asshole in the pro wrestling business. You and he and he knows that even even, even though saying that he knows that. Yeah. Uh, Brewhaven also the elite keeping their yap shut was the best thing they can do. Sekamaki says, I don't believe Punk wasn't cleared either. Brewhaven, stay away from the bullshit and focus on what they can do. MJ does PR. Uh, they don't need to. Punk does. Uh, Brewhaven, BCC, and the Elite is going to bang. Wasabi King, dead on, rich. Uh, FTR Bald has no plan. Um, Brewhaven, Dax is a shitty carny. Can Jericho teach him a thing or seven? Sekamaki, uh, the moment he said Vince being back changed things for them, I knew it was a wrap. Um, uh, well, here was the tip off. Um, so uh, we'll go back on that. But FTR, like once they were making all that noise about, you know, doing the thing in public, if they were signed to WWE, they wouldn't say shit because right. WWE doesn't allow you to say anything. Right. That's the giveaway. Right. Um, because they want everything to be a surprise and so they can bring you like into the, the fucking like bus and hide you off for hours, uh, for like four hours before you actually come out during the show. It, yeah. Instead of just like bring you to locker room and you have your people say, "Hey, don't tell Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp or or Wade Keller 
or or Mitchell anything. Just shut the fuck up and just come in and hang out with the guys. And then when it's your turn, you go out there. Like, yeah. Yep. Um. <clears throat> so moving down a little bit. Um, Seamus Nova doesn't help Bald as a cornet sympathizer. Oh yeah, that's another thing. I mean, um, I mean, that's for me. We've talked about enough on the show. We're like that, you know. If you've watched us enough, you know that's baiting into why we kind of feel the way we do. And like, yeah. And I will say this: Cash, Cash did talk about that stuff, and 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 you know, did the bare minimum to condemn the things that uh, Cornette has said while acknowledging, like you know, <laughs> he 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 said some terrible things. I don't agree with them, and they're bad. Uh, but it goes back to like, but he, but we enjoy some of his opinions, it's like. Like, uh, ain't nobody really trying to hear that part. It's like, they, like they've decided to fight on that it, line. It's not worth it. To, it's not worth it to talk about that part. It's like, hey, you know, you know, some of these fashions that we have in the conservative, uh, like uh, wing of of this of this uh, political uh, uh, term, like they have some good ideas too. It's like we don't care about that. They're fascists. Yeah. Who gives yeah. a fuck? Uh, Brewhaven for a supposed old school guy. Dax doesn't seem very good at this whole working thing. Um, <laughs> Zeke might a whole punk getting rid of Cabana is all TK. TK hasn't spoken on it or even deaded the situation. Uh, didn't Seamus Nova, didn't TK straight up uh, say and apologize about the Colt thing? It was his call. I don't recall that. If you guys can Wait, again? produce that. He said, didn't TK straight up say and apologize about the Colt thing and say it was his call? Uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember an apology, but I remember him saying te- he was telling the word was that he told people I, to like it had nothing to do with CM Punk. It was his own right. decision to send an ROH. The thing is, no one believed that though. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, I- I've talked about listening to what people say, and if they c- tell you like what they're saying, believe them, be- or like you can kind of decode what they're saying. Like I, I feel like I felt like this from day one. It's just a lot of people perceiving things like and then tony Khan's is sitting back like hmm how can i how can i spin this <laughs> and to be fair it's like there's how many wrestlers on that roster he ain't got all, he ain't got enough time in the day to be you're trying to like get everything straight with every single last motherfucker that's on this roster um wasabi can't everyone's still trying to find a line Harrison across Barnes with tk on clay wow Revenge. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're getting rid of me? (laughs) Wasabi King. Everyone's still trying to find a lost. Seven years later, I'm back. (laughs) Yeah. For sweet revenge. (laughs) Never Never mind the part where you won like three times without me. I'm back. I'm here now. Also, Russell Westbrook looking for revenge. We just can't eat. Seven years. <laughs> so, um, oh shit! Time to define the line. TK is what Sabi King says. Seamus Nova. Uh, TK pulled the guns out on Swole and never took them back out. Shit, sad. Um, TK needs to start being more strict. Uh, Brewhaven WWE doesn't deserve ten percent. Kenny Omega, uh, Rich ain't want to see the table for three with Styles, Balor, and uh, Kenny Omega. I do not know. Um, Kenny would be like forty or Omega. I don't. I don't. I don't know if that was a typo. Um, 
Jesus Christ. Um, LA Knight would have a better shot of main eventing WrestleMania. Jesus Christ. Kenny Alpha is on NXT 2.0. Kenny needs to earn it. Uh, let WWE have Ricky Starks. Tennessee Sooner, this is nasty. Uh, but if Bushi goes to AW, Kenny's not leaving. Boo Boo Face when he has to put over the Miz. Indeed. Uh, Look, dude. I saw him go to draw. With, I saw him go to a talent draw with an eight-year-old girl. I think he. I think he. I think. I think that he can survive. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the rough and toughness. The, it would be stupid, the, but you get my point. The thug and the mug and little Miz. You know. <laughs> no, you know how you know how, how he stole Danielson's uh, kicks. How he stole yes. Brian's kicks, bro. You ready for the M trigger, bitch? The M trigger. <laughs> What M trigger? Yes. <laughs> I mean, we already had the M trigger with Mandy Rose, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh the movie face this, comment was in reference put, to Ricky Starks. Gotcha. This was okay. a bitch in the, into that middle rope over there. He points the gun, shoots it, hits the other rope, comes back. That man shooting pellet. That man shooting pellet guns, bitch. <laughs> shooting blanks. This, that's what Mitch should do. Mitch should just take like he should take like Osprey's move set in and also uh Omegas Bruh. and just like just, just what do would the mockery of them shits. What would the Miz cutter look like? <laughs> I don't know. Uh Black Saber Jr. If Cody main event SummerSlam, I might buy tickets in my city just to boo the man in, in my city. Ooh, buddy. If that if that is what uh I think it's better use of your money if you like. I don't think I'd ever want to spend money to see somebody see somebody lose in person. I don't think I've ever done that. That's real hate. Yeah, yeah. That's real hate. Yeah. Like you, like you ain't even going there to see somebody win. It's just right. like, nah. Like <laughs> I can't see this nigga lose. Like, yeah, that's that's God damn. that's out that's out that's outrageous. Like level of hate. <laughs> like that, that's some wow. Like you, you need to be put up there with like Silky Johnson and Buck Nasty and and, and beautiful and all of them in the player haters ball for for that kind of shit. Like Jesus yes, I, I'm putting money to make sure this, this nigga lose. <laughs> I want to be there to feel to feel the to feel the defeat. Ooh, Seamus Nova don't want to see the Miz letting Omega die when he does a Terminator dive. You know Jesus what? Christ. You know what I'm thinking about. You know how Bill Simmons went to Game Seven of the 2010 Finals. Yeah. He was doing that shit to make sure look at the Lakers lost on their home court. It backfired on his ass. Nice sick. See? See? Don't do that. Don't do sick that. For all it time. On you. He's got to hold that loss forever. Bro. Forever. Like that is like I, that's like the defining game of like my Laker fandom. Like, nah, bro. I can imagine the Lakers losing that fucking game. Like, hell no. Like that dude went there in person and felt it. That's oh one of my God. favorite. That's one of my favorite playoff series ever. Ever, yeah. Like it wasn't like it was the best play series I ever saw. It was, just, it was just so fun. It's like I grew up watching the. I grew up watching Kobe and KG and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen and Paul Gasol, and then you saw like the the way like the the bitch players would just like come in like where the even our test too. Our test comes in, does a couple things here and there, you know. Um, Fisher like, will have a game. Fisher, um, uh, John, the donkey, the donkey and Shrek game. Like, you know, I love that series. But like, yeah, man, like Bill Simmons went there to see that shit, and he thought that nobody, nobody. Yeah, that man. Hates, that man look, 
I, I see like uh, clips of Rasheed Wallace doing stuff in the gym that's outrageous. I send to you every so often. I'm still, I still can go back into my mind and think of like how much he hated that Rasheed Wallace out of shape for Game Seven because because fucking Richard Perkins tore his ACL for doing something he had no business turning his ACL on. Like it's 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 great. It, it's it's great. Like I didn't care who won because whoever won, like whatever. But it is great that Bill Simmons had to take that L. Yep. He really wanted. He really wanted to go to Staples to see that shit. Well, that man wanted multiple go. things out of that. That man wanted to like bury Kobe Bryant some more. Like he he wanted a lot out of that, and it, he couldn't do it. You know what he's you know, he had, he had to find another way. You know the thing he's been doing ever since uh, the Lakers won in twenty twenty. What he does this thing where like he talks about like oh well some of those Laker titles were in Minnesota. It's like yeah they're still called the Lakers. You fucking moron. <laughs> They didn't leave the. They didn't like like. They're not the Minnesota Lakers. Right, hold on, hold on. Is is Bill Simmons saying like the parade should be in our city? Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, like he's doing the oh Boston really still ahead by a certain number instead of just uh, tied or whatever whatever it is Shaky. now. And it's like Shaky. they're the same franchise. It's one moved. It's like Shaky ground. Like I don't have like if I have a kid in here in Pinellas County, Florida, and then I moved to fucking L.A., like, I, I still have a kid. Right. What? You, you're still the father. Yeah. I mean, if you want to call them a deadbeat franchise, they left... <laughs> that's what you should call... That's, that's what you should call franchise now when they leave the city. Like, okay, see, Thunder, you're deadbeat franchise. You're deadbeat franchise. You left, yep. you left Seattle. Fuck you. But, yep. yeah, like, nah, man. Anyway, back to back to what we were talking about. We were talking about pro wrestling. We don't this, but, like, yeah, man, like, if you, if you buy tickets... To go see someone, specifically to see someone lose a big match. That is wild to me. <laughs> it really is. Um, Yeah, man. Um, So, we had AEW Dynamite uh, this week. Where we ran kind of long on that last segment. Kind of a lot went, went on. What's up? It's what the people wanted. It's what the people wanted. Yeah, we, we give you what you wanted. Um, but uh, Swerve and Darby opened up with a... Smoker in the in the opener. Uh what'd you think of this match, James? Very, very good match. Um wasn't paying deep attention to it. Like what I saw though. Um had a tr- had, had trouble getting into the show. Um, like as far as locking in and paying the kind of attention that I normally do to uh to wrestling when I watch it. But yeah, enjoy what I saw. Uh thought it was really good. Um uh the the finish you know, once that finish happened, it was like, okay, I see what's about to happen in this main event. And then, I mean, he even teased it after the, in the promo. Cut the promo. After. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost wish he hadn't because it would have gotten more heat on the back end. That way, mm-hmm. it's people already knowing, like, oh, that we know us. He know he's coming out. I'm leaving here with something. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, which is, you know, funny. That's just funny. Um, yeah, I, I like this match a lot, and I, I don't. I, I think the cool thing with Swerving Darby is um the the road to thing they 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 did this week. Swerve like cut a three minute promo that was like really great. And um I get the vibe that this is not over between yeah. these guys. Yeah. Um and what what was your gonna, what was your thought on the belt whipping? Loved it. Uh not every day you get to see a white man getting whooped on national television by by um a black man, but um, you know, switch you know we don't see that normally happening so um i i thought it was uh pretty funny um but 
as far as like these two uh, running it back, I think Darby's going to need a place to land uh, after the Four Pillars feud. Um, and I think you know, with the with the debut of Nick Wayne set to happen, you know, sometime this summer, um, you know, there, there's a lot of like moving parts available. I think if you start drawing it all, you you can probably figure out um you know wh- where this thing is headed so it's, um it, it's gonna be real funny like to go from like this dynamic we've had of like sting and darby you know where darby's little homie but he's a star and then like all of a sudden like he's gonna be big homie for for nick wayne while nick wayne's bigger than him <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a fun change in dynamic it, it is oh <sighs> uh, nj does, does pr says rank the pillars right now Oh, for me, for my personal liking, for if I was going to start a promotion, um, he just said rank them. So okay, I'll, I'll do the like for, from a promotional standpoint, right? If I'm the, if I'm Tony Khan or Vince McMahon or whatever else, MJF, Darby, Jungle Boy, Guevara. I would probably go in the same order. Uh, I think Sammy has a slightly higher match ceiling. He just kind of gets like. There's a lot character wise to be desired with him where he I think Jungle Boy has less baggage than Sammy Guevara. Uh and he he's does. slightly younger. So he does. And, so and I also remember. like that that when they as like the way that like that that TNT title run went to shit so fast, it was it's it was really like wow. Like you we just let you out of the out of the you know, we just let you out of the house and like you've already like crashed a car. You crashed a car, you didn't yeah. get the neighborhood. Fuck. I think, you know, who can another shot? Look, to be fair to Sammy, a lot of that booking now, <laughs> when, you, when you look at others that have won the T- TNT title and almost had nothing waiting for them on the other side, maybe this was like the first sign that was like, this is a weakness that TK has. Um, I remember being upset at the time he was just wrestling as I called them the good hand mafia or some shit like that. Like they were bringing like Bobby fish off the street and it's like, this doesn't mean anything like, and he's having good matches like, you know, him and Jay lethal, but it was like, it wasn't like moving him up or anything. It was like, he was just kind of doing something. So, um, for me, it's MJF Darby jungle boy, Sammy Guevara. Um, now if you ask me my personal preferences, I just I would just swap MJF and Darby at one and two. I would put mm-hmm. Darby one, MJF two, and then keep uh keep three at Jungle Boy and four at Guevara. Like, for my personal taste. Like Sammy may be my favorite wrestler of them all, but just in ranking mm-hmm. them, like I can't I can't put him number one or anything like that. Like MJF is like he's done too much great work, too many uh too many awesome promos, even for the promos I don't necessarily dig. Uh I think he has like a lot there. When he wrestles, it's awesome. Uh, you know, his frequency of wrestling is bothersome. And the fact, like, uh, WWE has a champion that, you know, barely shows up uh, to wrestle. And it seems like he's, like, doubling up MJF at this point. MJF has defended the belt once in five months, almost. He's so, had one like, defense? He's had one defense. Or two defenses, excuse me. Um, the Ricky Starks and the uh, Daniel. That's match. right. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, this is, uh, you know, but. But like, Rich, I think, that's the heat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think for Jungle Boy, he has a great linear kind of story 
that I think anybody watching the promotion from day one can easily like latch on to like him because it's he's always been on the ascent. Like there's never been a backslide for him, I don't think. Um, and it's almost like uh, you know with Darby, I think people would love it if he broke through, just because like from day one he's just been this guy that just way more over than his push at almost at all times. So um, you know they they've all got strengths and weaknesses. Uh, you heard our ranks, but these guys I think are you know worth you know putting the time that they are into them. Um, I. Yeah, I personally think I just personally think that like Darby and um, MGF up to this point have separated themselves as far as like you can put them at the top of the card with Moxley, Omega, Jericho, etc., Page, um, Danielson, and like there's a different expectation for what the crowd feels during when they're out there in front of each other and when the match is happening compared to a jungle boy or a Guevara. Um, is Darby likes to lose? Yes. But the way that he just wrestles is just so like this. He's, he's so good at storytelling. He's able to be like, he's able to like, yeah, he's so small. He's a hundred. He's a buck 40 soaking wet or bucks 47 smoke uh, soaking wet. But like the way he throws his body around, like, Makes it believable for someone to watch him wrestle people bigger than him and believe like he can, you know, put people like uh, have people reeling at times in a match. Like, so it's just so much easier than like the other three. Yeah. Like if you look at like Sammy, for example, he might have the best match catalog of, of all of them. Um, you know, his stuff against Danielson, his stuff against Moxley in l- last year, stuff against MJF. Ladder match uh, with Cody. Ladder match, match with Cody, with like, pillars, ladder like, match with uh, Scorpio Sky. It's it's deeper than you think, the, like, especially uh, the, all especially the like Stadium Stampede, Anarchy and Arena shits. Yeah, yeah. It, especially when you start like digging into his cage match and then kind of coming to the conclusion that his cage match scores probably get fucked with um, <laughs> to to some kind of ex- a small extent at least. Um, so like that's why I, I continue to like to fly the flag for for Sammy. So. <laughs> Um, uh, Seamus Nova. I don't think MJF, Darby, or, or Jungle Boy is surviving a program working with Scorpio Sky either. Um, I don't know if Scorpio was necessarily the issue. I think there was. It, it wasn't necessarily uh, Scorpio Sky as much as it was like the weirdness of what the title changes, the quick title changes did to the belt for what it felt like before that happened. Um, getting it from uh, Guevara to Cody and then right back to Guevara. Then also, like, you had, um, like, Sammy, like, at, by that point in time, like, the weirdness with his relationship with, with, with Tay and people being put off by that. And also, um, you had, like, uh, what's his name? MMA, Bellator, um, or Miami. Dan Lambert. Dan Lambert as well, uh, as an element that, like, people either enjoy him because he's good at talking or people just hate him because like he's shitting on AEW, but it's like, that's the heat. That's the point of why he's there. And people like not being annoyed by that anyway, while knowing that was his job. Um, uh, so yeah, like it's, it was a lot of things, but it wasn't necessarily like MJF as far as like he was bad. Cause like, I mean that match, that ladder match he had was a good as hell too. Um, MJF and Darby Allen though, uh, after Darby's uh, match with Swerve, 
went face to face and Sting got involved in this and I was really into this. I thought this was a, a great promo segment between um, you know, Sting coming out and then all the stuff he was talking about, but Darby like cut and Floyd was talking about this on All Things Elite, and it was just like I think Hangman is good at this too, and it's like capturing what resonates with like the modern um like kind of wrestling audience that's like willing to accept different things out of their their baby faces that may have not flown 10 years ago 20 years ago like this guy like started talking about like, going to therapy and shit like that and then got a standing ovation for it and shit like that so uh, i thought that was really cool um that you know he could open up like that and kind of use that as a as a weakness for mjf because obviously mjf is a fucking <laughs> you know, a train a wreck on mess. several levels yes yeah yeah I, I never i never thought of it in the context of uh page but yeah it's there yeah, so like he talked, they talked about um, being on the independent scene. Uh, MJF, you know, would be happy once he's on television, he's, but he's still not happy here. Um, you know, Darby talked about taking care of all the people in his life, um, and you know, he's MJF calls him like an arrogant little boy. Sting ended up getting coming out. He's he's talk. He told MJF like, "Why are you talking about Daddy Daycare when you were in Cody Daycare?" Essentially, like filling in. Um, like, the gaps that oh, MJF I was about to say, Cody. Of, I said his yep. name. I don't give a fuck. I'm Sting. All right. I'm Sting uh, on. I'm Sting on Turner. I say what I want. <laughs> almost like you know, I'm Austin Reeves in a Laker uniform. I do what I want. You know, <laughs> same thing. Sting, Austin Reeves. You oh know, my god. Same exact thing there. But um, you know, uh, filling in the gaps for uh, the where MJF left those out. Uh, a couple weeks ago, so I thought that was cool. He shouts out Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Uh, yep. Shouts out Ric Flair for yep. helping him back in the day. Said Cody was your support system, just like you know um, Sting is Darby's. Essentially, his run is almost over, and, but one day, you know, Darby's going to become the, the world champion. He said he's not interested in being the champion anymore. But man, if you're telling me we can't we can't build up to like an MJF Sting one off. For, for for the championship, I, w- I would welcome it, James. <laughs> it felt like all it felt like you and two other people like immediately were like, "I want to see that match," and I'm just like, "I don't want to see Sting and MJF." <laughs> like, I, I don't want to get I don't want to see Sting get hit, get punched in the fucking face with a ring. I don't want to see that. Man, I, I I think the Stinger should get a shot. You know? Oh God! At some point, I think the okay. If you do it, you have to do it like before Darby gets a t- gets the belt. That's how right. you do it. But but for the three way, you save that, right? Or at least that's how I feel anyway. Um, after that, um, I, I thought this was a, a really strong segment. Yeah, it was um, very fun. It was very fun. Um, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Silas Young. Um, they're in Milwaukee, so Silas Young shows up. Um. I thought Silas Young was going to do that thing he did last year where with he Paige? just dropped in. Yes, with Heyman Page. Like, and, you know, just start showing up like you one of the five best wrestlers in the world and shit. But that was not on the cards here. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he got squished. I barely but, remember um, this match. But I don't remember. Nothing being, to remember. Yeah, exactly. It was over it, in it, seconds. It was not like that Page match. Like, maybe it was because, you know, like old ROH guys that go back, they had the history and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, I, I you know, I like this dude. I'm going to try and get him, a, I'm going to try and give him a match. And I'm going to tell him, hey, try some, you know, try, try more than you, you're usually doing your normal thing. And we're going to try and make you look impressive. Uh, I, that wasn't the case, that, uh, this one. In, in Powerhouse Hobbs did not have that same conversation with him. Not I, at I all. Gather. 
like no nah, we finna we finna hit you with the with the axe or we finna hit you with the uh the hammer and the anvil look the the slightly on fire hammer i i kind of like that as a as a finish for uh hobbs kind of strong looking move there okay um so uh after the match but before the match actually they they show like um this car that hobbs has and it's like some old school car um uh, i don't, I don't think it, it was, was a, it a, uh, was it a national i don't know uh, you don't know shit about cars never mind uh yeah. Yeah, i think it might have been a I thought it was a, that was a donk you know it's not a donk <laughs> <laughs> okay so i this explaining a joke or no i was playing a joke fuck it so Rich has been down here in Florida for, for now. How long have you been down here in Florida now? 19 years. 19 years. So, like, in Florida, like, late 70s, like, Impalas and Caprices painted up in whatever color. That's the thing. They call it donks, right? The thing is, Rich, anytime he sees any old school car with, like, a, with a paint job, he's like, oh, that's a donk. It's like, no, that's not a donk. <laughs> He'll point at a box Chevy and be like, that's, 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 no, that's not a donk. Stop it. And it's just like, and he, and, and he now at this point, he just does it. He knows, like, this fucking annoys me. But, <laughs> so that's been an the, all running joke for the, a, over a decade now yes. between us. Um, the the car that Hobbs had actually kind of looked like a box Chevy, like a little bit. That's what a Grand. I think that's why I think it was a Grand National because okay. I think it was a Buick. Because yeah. Buicks look like smaller uh, box Chevys. Yeah. Um. So they talk about how Hobbs loves this car, and all of a sudden they flash back. Warlow's back there, and he destroys that shit with a baseball bat. Um, the whole time I was watching this, I was like, this would be more effective if Warlow, like, turned the car over with his bare hands or something. <laughs> that popped me. Like, like, you know how I, heavy like, that I fucking was, car is? He ain't moving that shit. That's just metal. That, that's not, that's not like one of these fiberglass cars. No. That shit heavy as fuck. Look, you, cra- look, if you get in a car accident, I actually got a car accident last week, but I'm, I'm fine. But, uh, like, you get into a car accident in, in one of them old schools, your ass, your ass protected. <laughs> These cars now, <laughs> that shit, that whole thing might shatter around you, you right? Know. But um, I, I didn't like this. I thought I thought this was very derivative, very Stanford. Um, yeah, you know how they say Memphis it is so yeah. Memphis this is very Stanford. You know, um, I, I but. Mean- I think if you're going to do this and make it more effective, like it can't be the same episode that we introduce Hobbs with the car, you know, that Bingo. we destroy 10 minutes later. Like, that's, you can't that's do exactly, that. That's exactly how I felt. Um, like, like you got to build that up. You got to show Hobbs buying the car. You got to show Hobbs fixing up the car. Well, you got to show, you got to show him the, literally taking the car from zero to a hundred. Right. I think the, uh, wasn't the story that like QT Marshall got him that car. Yeah. Yeah. Like another part that would also would have um would have been more like sentimental or whatever else is like they were just in North California recently. Yeah. Um like if you do that like in an area where it makes actually makes some sense that he actually drove that car from his home for from his home area or whatever like if he was if this happened in LA, if this happened in um Southern Cal or whatever else, a place where you're like, it's reasonable that someone could say, Hey, I want to drive. I just want to, you know, drive my car, my old school, you know, up and down the mm-hmm. highway, whatever else for a decent amount of time. Yeah. But they were in Milwaukee. He right. 
He did not drive from California to Milwaukee <laughs> with his car. And that, that goes or he the, could not have. It would have made no sense for him, too, either. Right, right, like, right, right. Had they framed it that way. Right. So, like, so just from the thing of, like, the distance from, from where he actually lives and also the part where he's like, he just, it just, he got that, he got it like a week ago or less than that. And now all of a sudden they're destroying it. Yeah. It was very much like that. Um, yeah, you said it felt very Stanford. I, I was, I was saying like it, it felt very just like Monday Night Wars. Like they were destroying cars and shit all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jamie had mentioned this. Um, uh, in Largo Loop chat, like he, he he thought that like he was going to punch the thing like Goldberg punched the limo, <laughs> and like I was like, I I didn't mention, but at the time like when I watched it, because you know how like because the, the the windows were so darkly tinted, I was like, he had uh used the he had used the pipe. Or he used something for like the, the window or for the, uh, the, the, the lights. And then he started use, uh, trying to break the windows. I was like, do not punch one of them fucking windows. Do not punch one of them one- windows and get fucking cut up and be, end up like Goldberg. And luckily he ended up, uh, throwing something into the windshield and, and moved on. But I was like, okay, good. Cause I was like, please, please, please. please. I, I've seen the bad news with this shit. Please don't do this. Um, luckily it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> Hobbs ended or Warlow ended up making his way out and you know they started running it uh then they you know all the geeks assembled broke them all up but Aaron Solo was power bombed through a table off the joint and I I think he, he okay? hit his head I think he's fine but he hit his head that shit could have went really bad but luckily it did not like they set up two tables side by side he only broke through one of them the other one was just untouched and yeah no. Unfortunate. Hope he's okay. Because when I saw it, yeah. I was like, "Wait, did he bump his? Did he this head hit the ground?" That yeah, I was like, "Oh, yeah, solo. yeah." Like, it sucks when it's like you know you're a person and you you got to do this kind of stuff to get on TV or whatever else and build towards whatever you're doing, and then something like that happens. It's like, fuck, Look, I feel so Aaron's, bad for that person. Aaron Solo, bump guy. <laughs> Sammy Guevara gave us a good one there. Um but Jay White then cut a promo, um, and he, t- he talked about Bullet Club. So him and Juice Robinson are the best faction in the group. Um, they did like a long rundown, pretty much of all the leaders and you know uh, shit like that. He bragged about giving Ricky Starks a beatdown, uh, and they said, "Mr. Absolute, he's just getting started." And said they're going to take over AEW, and they are known as Bullet Club Gold. Um, they did announce later in the week a Jay White versus Commander match, aka Kenny Omega versus Vikingo at home. Um, so, wait, do you mean yeah. we have Kenny? We have Kenny Omega and, Vi- and Vikingo at home. That's no, what you no, mean? no. We have Jay White and Commander. I know you would like the 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 Kenny Omega and Vikingo, but we don't quite have that right now. But yeah, yeah, we yeah okay. have. Just want to make sure that's what Jay you mean. White <laughs> Commander match. <laughs> um, yeah, so. That that's how they're and that match is set for this week on Dynamite. Look, if, J- if James, what the fuck does Jay White know about Lucha Libre? We finna find out, I guess. And we gonna see. Look, I I already got the match. Look, I'm telling you right the fuck now, listeners of this show on the podcast and the stream. If Commander gets his ass up there for like his fourth or fifth fucking rope walk. And then it's the fourth or fifth time he gets caught out the sky and caught with a Blade Runner. I'm turning the show off. This most obvious fucking thing that Jay White would do in an aid and sorry in a New Japan Jay White matches. Wait to do that to get a to get a counter and to finish this. Oh, he's a counter wrestler and you get and that's how it's finished. 
If he does that, I'm turning the show off. Because, like, this is lazy Jay White shit I be talking about. Like, what? Well, uh, counter, okay. Like, or just beat somebody. It's okay. It's fine. And, and like, this shit is, like, why we always say, like, we think that, like, he would fit best in WWE. Because, like, that's their style. It's, like, you get beat with, like, the last move. Like, you don't ever beat anybody, like, decisively. Like, you just luckily got to land the last shot. And it went down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, JY and AEW, we'll see. Like, he's much, I prefer what he's done in AEW than what he consistently has done in New Japan as far as his matches in the ring and his approach. Um, but can we t- go back and talk about Bullet Club Gold? Bullet Club Gold. So, um, like, is that credit card with Visa or MasterCard or. I hear is a cousin of the rush cards, actually. Um, you know, uh, something that, you know, not a lot of people really use, uh, that may be scamming involved, you know. Speaking of Russell Simmons, I heard that, like, he came back and they didn't arrest him. What's he doing here? <laughs> right. <laughs> he should exit. I heard that. I was like, wait, 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 wait. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't look fine. Like, look, you know, look. look, see that he was coming in and be like, I, all right, buddy. As soon as you land, we right here with the cuffs. The chain gang, you know, where where is that? You know, Jay White talking about the Bam Bam gang. You know, where's the chain gang for Mr. Russell Simmons? Man, Man. you know, can can we teach him a, a, a you know a melody? Can we teach him a hymn to home? Is him why, why he's hard at work for the state of Mississippi? You know. Well, <laughs> Well, like Ray, Ray, Ray. I know, Paul, I, know, you know. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, a good state of Mississippi. You the, know. the idea they would send rich, old-ass Russell Simmons to go, to, to go out there and turn bigger rocks into smaller rocks is fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> you gonna put you to work now. Oh, my God. You gonna work now, yes. Let's see. Um, let's see how well you do it. Let's see what that yoga has done for you all these years. Here, yes. you got to go out here and, and do it every single morning and every single night. That man should have super strength, you know, ready. Um, up next, Orange Cassidy versus Buddy Matthews. Um, the Orange Cassidy title reign rolls on. I believe he's defended his belt nineteen times. Um, this man's been Did he defend on an it incredible on show role this weekend in Philly. One of the yes. Philly uh, uh, NXT, not NXT, New Japan yes, show. Uh, I believe he defended against Gabe Kidd, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So that might be the 20th defense, if I'm not mistaken. Like this man's been like, like there's an argument, like for like I I started calling him like the best television wrestler, like consistently. It's like every week with this guy. Like you know, are there people that peak higher? Of course there are. But mm. like this guy, like just is a blistering. Like he just has this like this back breaking. Consistency, consistency and excellence that, that he does. Um, and this, this match was, I thought it was phenomenal. This is the best buddy has looked too since he's been in WWE. Um, yeah, I really like this match. Um, I probably like this match more. I had to remember what else was in the car, but like, I think I like this match more than anything else that happened on the show. Um, as you mentioned, like, buddy, he looked, he looked like he has a spring in his step. It like, he's like, oh, I'm finally getting, get a chance to like, you know, show people what I can do in a full setting. 
Um, and like I'm super talented. So yeah, I thought it was great, and I thought that like the crowd actually bought some of the you know some of the chances that he could win. I've, and I look, I I was buying it. I I thought yeah. we were on because they've been telling this story like Cassidy started to get worn down, but right. he just keeps pulling it out. Like and he then he's in there with a dude that looks like that. Yeah, who's out here hitting them with like these incredible sounding strikes? Incredible, like the camera work didn't kind of betray, you know, some of the strikes, but like it's, it, they all sounded like gunshots were going off. And like <laughs> the way that, uh, Orange sold him, it like he was getting, you know, destroyed. So yeah, it, it was fun. Um, they had, um, a spooky video package with Christian and Luchasaurus in that red room again. Um, Christian notes things have changed. And that was all. That was it. Um, all right. Thanks. Um, after that, uh, Trent, you know, I said that uh, Cassidy is fine. You know, him and Chuck Taylor then called out Aussie Open for IWGP tag team title match on Rampage. Um, I didn't see that one, but uh, I'm going to assume uh, the belts were not changed. Yeah, I, um, I got two um, Aussie Open matches to watch this weekend. So. <laughs> uh, after that, Ethan Page is in the ring and Ethan Page always like ends up in the ring in these situations where it's like there was no entrance, there was no nothing. He's just there with a the mic. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this like at least three times this year. Uh, since he's been in the company, I feel like it's been more than three times. <laughs> Maybe. Um, he's talking about Matt Hardy and Hook and the ongoing and uh, you know contract storyline, demand answers. Uh, then uh, Isaiah Cassidy and Hardy came out. Uh, Hardy said that he manipulated the contract uh, because. Uh, this, bro, like, you think about how long this contract stuff has been going on in some For, form or fashion. It's been going on since fucking, since he was doing it to, um, private party, part, private party. And then it With happened, Snoop you know, the, you know, the AF, or sorry, Andrade had the contracts. Now it's, yeah, like, it, like, <sighs> the, are these contracts, like, I would, at this point, are they I would love, bro, at this point, I would love these contracts to, like, be, somewhere like this storyline be somewhere present in the promotion until the end of time like some somehow they just kind of keep getting rolled over to other people or whatever it's like what the fuck like where did this start like you know um no it was like someone's masters and shit yeah like, oh yeah you own the masters now <laughs> you too can't can, can be like scooter Braun. you know buy this oh shit god she actually had a show recently in tampa three of them oh three of them I think she got three days at Raymond James. Okay. I saw Kelly went to one of them and I was like, oh, oh, I, okay. I didn't know that was in town, but I will, I will not be going to downtown Tampa no time soon. Yeah. Um, We're not downtown, but you know, <clears throat> by the stadium. He said um, a win over uh, Paige was, would free him from his agreement with the firm. Uh, but then uh, Big Bill and Lee Moore already showed up. They attacked Cassidy and Hardy, but then Hook showed up and made the save. But the heels then got back on top, and then, you know, yep, sure enough, know, Jeff Hardy comes on out. Yeah. He does not stop and hit the juke. He doesn't. He does not do that. He just takes his ass to the ring. He did jog. He didn't jog full speed though. Yeah, he. he you know, his brother. He his brother in trouble. He, you know, he, that, but it is much better than the first time he showed up. That is true. That is very much true. The crowd. So, was, the crowd was so fucking loud for him. The crowd. Yep. Yeah, huge, huge pop, huge pop. Yep, biggest pop uh, in a while AEW. I feel. So this guy comes in, uh, does a swanton, runs off the heels, and then I'm just like, 
Jeff Hardy is back. And it was, uh, you know, when he hugged his brother and, you know, him and Matt and knowing like, you know, Matt and Jeff, they've had their own up and downs. And, you know, it was I think if you have a brother that, you know, you may be going something with going through something with maybe that hit you. That hit me for a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. But the you know, I just can't think stop to think like we talked about CM Punk and obviously him um being somebody that's like yeah bro like you're likely to revert to who you are like in a time like of a fight or flight situation or something yeah. like that or when the chips are down you you going to be the fuck you right. eventually and then yes and in the how, case uh, go ahead not go I know is that where you're going go ahead and then like with Jeff Hardy it's like how do I expect Jeff Hardy to continue to be a professional wrestler but clean like that's not the Jeff Hardy experience it it has not ever been and, you know, does it sound cold? Maybe. But, like, people love this man. But, like, d- part of that love is wrapped up in that dude doing whatever it takes to be at the, the next the spot, to where he's pain-free, to where he's whatever. You know, where, where, you know to where he can't drive a, a vehicle anymore for 10 years, apparently. Um, Legally. Legally, um, you know, I think at some point you got to let these guys go. But like this just feels like it's a sad story, like that's gonna like a sad ending is coming at some point. And it's great that he's cleaned himself up to whatever degree and they let him come back. You know, don't want to see, you know, the alternative or anything, but it's almost like, a all right, let's see how long he lasts this time. And wrestling companies are still doing this. Like they're still bringing Jeff Hardy back because he's a star still going crazy for him. And it's like, you know, when I see him, I'm like, I don't even want to like, I don't want to boo him. I don't want to cheer him. I'm just like, it's like, you're just another guy on the screen and I I don't, I don't want to get invested or anything. And, Uh you know, I just, I, I don't know where this can end besides the way it's always ended. You know, um, it's got to be in everybody in the back of everybody's mind that, like, it's a possibility he might get drunk and they get behind a little car and, you know, put, you know, people that are on the road or people that have his vehicle at, at risk, and including himself. Um, hope it doesn't happen, but would not be surprised because uh, it's happened so many times. And, like, like you know I don't know how long his rehab process was but he was gone for a while he was gone for a yeah. while um, I hope he you know hope it was you know hope it was positive and hope that you know he can take that with him and you know keep you know keep it keep his head on straight or try to you know you know fight this thing because like once you you know you're able to operate a car with that kind of you know um Black hall level is like this is beyond just being irresponsible. This is also like a physical need for this in his bloodstream to survive type of thing as well. So um hopefully he's able to kick that. Um and you know, hoping for the best, but I'm not gonna be surprised if it don't if it happens again. Um as far as him and AW <sighs> the things I wanted to see him do he already did like him hanging out with Darby. Um you know, if if 
you know, he, you know, reconnects with Darby or whatever else. Um, going in, 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 in like some type of trios thing or some type of faction thing after Sting. Cool. Um, but yeah, it just, um, it's really just a situation where like, there's not too many things I actually want to see him do in AEW. Um, but you know, we'll see what they do. Like he can always, like they can always find him a way to get him in a party match and he can do, you know, his couple things and he'll always be super over. And like, you know, if he can keep his nose on clean, he is a positive for the company. It's just we saying will he keep his nose on clean is like look at the history. Yeah. Um, so after that, um Kenny Omega was shown the video, um, presumably at his place. Um, he thanked the fans and the doctors for supporting him, said he's been talking to the Bucks and they've they're gonna settle their uh issues with the Blackpool Combat Club in the ring. He said him and the Bucks can accept being attacked, but he took their attack on Don personally. He vows to get revenge. He said he knows people don't like Don, but he's family across the line. Um, talked about he's going to get revenge on them. And then um, I don't know if y'all have seen this Don Callis cut, but they uploaded that shit. Like, that shit's like, like that shit was like a. Uh, it was an accident. Yeah, it was an accident. So, yeah, like, he, that his shit head was meant like, to hit whatever it hit. It just, yeah. it ran with it. Yeah. So. Um, like that's uh, a fucking that suck, shit too. fucking hurt, bro. Like that shit looked like it was like Rich, I'm bald too. You know how you know how <laughs> there ain't no protection up there? No, it's not that it's like the aftermath. After once you get like that, you get cut open, split open. Now you gotta like try to figure out how to do this every two, three days without getting close to this. That fucking sucks. And that shit had to hurt. Yeah. But yeah, Ooh, shit. Um, but what I that will I say, like the, the promo, old. the promo about like you know he's you know mentioning like they keep hitting on this like Kenny Omega is aware that Callus is a slime ball, but he's family. Like, it, I like how they keep, how they keep pressing upon people that like Kenny Omega is not going to be shot when he gets fucked over by this dude, and when he comes for his, and then Omega comes for his vengeance because like it's going to happen eventually. It has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we got to the match. Uh, it was Nakazawa and Cutler against um, uh, Moxley and Castagnoli. And, you know, to my surprise, you know, uh, Nakazawa and Cutler actually had some difficulty uh, in this match. Uh, I thought, you know, this would be a lay down right here, a walkthrough for, for these guys. But uh, Castagnoli, you know, they blindsided them, fucked them up during their entrance. Um, Full scale assault on the outside of the ring. Um, uh, Moxley hit him with chairs. Nakazawa got busted open. Uh, they they went in, eventually rang the bell. Um, but he's completely overmatched in front of Claudio. Um, Nakazawa did fire up at some po- at a, at a point, uh, and I believe Brandon got a you know yeah. a chance to fire up as well. Yeah, like but was immediately like thwarted. <laughs> but Nakazawa, yeah, that actually kind of made the match. It was like okay, they they trying to fight back a little bit, right? Because it, it it felt like until uh, Nakazawa got something back, or at least for a little bit on Claudio, the tag out to Cutler that like they weren't even going to let Cutler and Moxley get into the ring during the, during the, the match after the bell ring. Like it was going to be just Cesaro or sorry, Claudio just handles it. And then, um, then, you know, they got in and they were able to, you know, show Cutler with the bleeding inside the mask and then put him away. Uh, so yeah, that, that did make it more fun than just, it just been just Claudio just kills him. And trust me, I had tons of fun watching Claudio just say, 
You gonna fight me? Come on, keep bring it, keep bringing it. I bend your ass, get up and fight. I, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I love Claudio in this in this role. He's so fucking good. This <laughs> is a big fucking bully. Bro, like <laughs> there's a lot of people in like wrestling, right? And it's like you know, guys are varying degrees of physically opposing or yeah. threatening, and you'd be like, man, you know. How would I, you know, you know, how would I do? You know, what would my chances be if, if you know, we got into, you know, some type of disagreement or something like, and, you know, there's a couple guys I feel like, you know, I can handle, right? Right. Claudio Casanoli is not one of those gentlemen. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, Cam, no. Cam from Wrestling Otaku. It was in, my in fault, the- sir. I apologize. So Cam, Cam has said this, uh, uh on, uh, on Twitter uh, like a month or two ago. He was like, look, man. Like <laughs> Cesaro squats. Like, like it's one thing to be like you know the bodybuilder looking all that kind of stuff and everything, or even like the CrossFit build. Like Rollins, like it's nothing to be like an Olympic lifter and like you, you do you do squats in your routines. Like no like dudes that be out here doing clean power cleans and uh, or not power cleans, but like uh, cleans and all that kind of stuff and and snatches and all that kind of stuff. They got the, they have the quote unquote functional strength that we talk about in a mm-hmm. way that like translates more than like if you're just in the gym and you are here hitting you know, you know working on your upper body uh, two days uh, two in two different days or four days or three days a week like it's just totally different it's just totally different and look that dude looks every bit like he he goes in there and he goes to that gym trying to get that shit to translate into the ring. <laughs> <laughs> especially in this position where like all he does is be aggressive and an aggressive asshole it's so fun like he's he's so skilled that you can't call him a dumb jock wrestler but he gives off that energy of dumb jock wrestler like big bully that just like i'm better than you i'm just and better i'll than pick you, you up I, yeah. i'll just take you off your feet yeah like, like i can manhandle you whenever i want to and i'm just gonna toy with you it, 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 it's fun it really is so um, Moxley grabs Mike, um, calls out, um, basically says, "Young Bucks are in the hospital. Paige is in the hospital. Callus is, is home." Um, and you know, and he he said a line which I thought was really good. He's like, "We put the elite in all elite wrestling." It was like, if anyone needs a flashing sign on what th- what this feud is, like yep. this is fucking awesome. Like, yep. and um, and then from there, it was like, I feel like I heard the arena go like, <gasps> like he said that shit, like. And then from there, um, Kenny's music hits. Kenny comes out. Uh, jeans only, Omega. Um, <laughs> <laughs> jeans only, Kenny came out. Dark hair. Um, and uh, I thought it's like, is he about to do the same dumb shit that uh, <laughs> that Paige did the week before? Cesaro's just finna grab you and finna whoop your ass. Look, it's a smart man that, that Kenny Omega is. Um, so. Uh, someone said Kenny had true religions on. Good God. Um, Did he? No idea. Um, but uh, he stands there and they're basically telling him to get in the ring. And all of a sudden, um, uh, uh, the Bucks pop in uh, from behind. A uh, crowd go- pops for the Bucks. They haven't been seen in quite a while. Uh, double super kicks to Casanoli and Mox. Uh, got some licks in on them. And. Um, Moxley ended up isolated in the corner, and then Matt Jackson was like, "Nah, man, before before you rush him with the V trigger, how about you, how about you give him 
this, but this obviously being the screwdriver, screwdriver that yeah. uh, got used against Hangman. Um, that Kenny is also not like with this Hangman shit at all. BT this week was really great. Um, he said none of us like there was a like a, a stare down. There was like an exchange with uh, uh, Silver and Reynolds, the Bucks, and they were talking about you know who's re- who really uh, is friends with Hangman Page, and then Kenny like jumps in like none of us are friends with Hangman Page. Like we don't like I don't like none of us give a fuck. Basically talking about the elite or whatever, and then. Matt's like, I like Hangman. And then it's like kind of awkward. Like, so mm. like the uh, you know, the revenge that he's getting here, it was almost like Matt was like setting it up, like, hey man, you know, do this for Hangman, whatever. And Kenny's doing this shit for himself. Like, obviously, because he was wrong too with Callus or whatever. So right. like they ain't settled that shit, and it's still smoke in the city there. Um, he rushes Moxley with with the uh uh screwdriver. Screw Throws it into the buckle, kind of. Moxley gets out of the way, and people brought up that this is a callback from their match in uh, 2019, but in reverse. So um, that was pretty cool. The lights out match. Yeah. Okay. So um, BCC versus Elite, another chapter. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be you know their their biggest story, uh, like ongoing story of the year. Um, I feel like there's going to be like whatever CM Punk and Jericho is going to do when CM Punk comes back and you'll have MJF and then you'll have this and then like, you know, it'll be on three fucking shows, but it'll feel more like what the company was doing like before the injuries hit them at the beginning of last year, like Mm -hmm. crazy or like, because, you know. That was the thing that I felt like the company had issues with. Like, they didn't have trouble telling, like, this big, like, a big long-form story. It was a problem that was, like, they, there weren't, like, three of them at the same time, like, like what's happening in, you know, when they were at the beginning of the of uh, AEW. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that that seems like be, like, it's on its way back. So, we got Tony Storm and Ruby Soho against Riho and Sky Blue. It's a cool match. Not, not really too much uh, to write home about here. I thought Sky Blue looked good. Um, love to see Rio at pretty much any time. Um, but Storm ended up getting the win with a uh, with a power driver, Storm Zero on Sky Blue, who takes another pin in this thing. Post match segment, you already know what it is. Um, <laughs> Soraya comes in, beat down on the baby faces. Rio gets sprayed with an L. Hater comes in, takes the fight to the Outcast, gets overmatched. Britt Baker arrives to even Oz. Uh, but the heels bail and save Soraya before Brick and Curb Stomper. Um, they <laughs> they came out here and um, have continued to repeat this shit for like two months. Um, so maybe this is their answer to the bloodline, like where nothing ever happens for a certain like amount of time. But, uh, maybe- well, it, they have to throw in someone making a face at a, with a tight shot on camera. They, they, add add, they should add that in. Yeah. You're right. Um, um but yeah, this was like it was back to back segments or back to back to back segments of like return, surprise, yeah, uh, or like save, save yeah. for the baby faces. So while watching the show, I messaged in the in Largo Loop thread like, "Hey, bro, we see them do this shit every single week." And then like you pointed out that like, yeah, they had three saves where someone came out at the end of saves. Like, like, no, you're right, Rich, but I don't mean that. I'm on this show. I mean like. Outcast beat Babyface's ass. 
babyfaces run down to even the odds or make the save, and then they bail. I feel like I've seen that, like, a bunch of times. And, like, then it was, like, everybody else online, all all along with me, all at the same time, were like, bro, this all they fucking do. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know what kind of holding pattern this is. I don't know what shoe they're waiting for to drop with this, but it's like, yeah, I got to give us something new. You got yeah. to. They've got the match next week. It's in Britsburg. Um, you know, I feel like eventually Britt Baker's facing Jamie Hayter at some point. I mean, she, um, I, like, I wouldn't be shocked so. if that's a Wembley match, honestly. They need to turn. Um, they need to turn Britt Baker Hill as soon, or not, not you know, like get, get the crowd to boo her again as soon as possible. Because if that is not what their intention is on that reality show, then I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> she yeah. comes off like the biggest asshole on this show. Like she is in other people's business. At, at the job asking why people aren't showing up to work at the job it's the job you are not my my manager you are not my supervisor I don't give a fuck what you think who are you to be asking me about why am I not coming to my job or not while I'm injured it's what, a lot what, what other what other se- what other segment of the workplace outside of sports is that does someone do that and and people aren't like you're an asshole? What's wrong with you? Only in yeah. sports is like this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a performance based business, so. Um, I, I I I I get that. She's injured. Why aren't you showing up to? Why aren't you showing up just to show up? Because I have a bad back and it's probably not a good idea for me to come on a fucking plane. Well, it's, it's it's real simple. It's real simple. Why don't? Hey, I have a bad back. I don't feel think it's a good idea for me to walk around the airport, then sit on a plane for three for two or three hours. It's not good for your back. But what, but whatever. I when mean, you do, when you don't like somebody, you'll come up with whatever excuse you'll make to to do this to then slander somebody. And I also like the thing she's doing where she's like, she is. Uh, it's not. The way she's presenting it is not actually about her. It's about she, everybody. It's, it's about it's about Tony Storm not getting recognition for being interim, uh, for, for being an interim instead of being actually acknowledged as a champion. Because what she's really doing is she hates Thunder Rosa, so she is then like using trying to get sympathy on on Tony Storm's plight to get the rest of the girls that she's already in cahoots with to, th- to to all then gang up on Thunder Rosa. And it's so fucking nasty. And like, I don't even watch this show, but I see the clips of it. And every time I see the clips, it's like, she's making herself more and more unlikable every single time it, uh, she's on the show that doesn't involve Adam Adam Cole. I don't get it. There's, there's more to the story than you're seeing. I because, would hope so. Cause Jesus because, like, Christ. So, like Thunder Rose is not this hopeless woman who's who's a cripple that's doing these things. Like she's making seminars, like she's flying around the country, she's climbing the Golden Great Bridge, she's documenting all this stuff on her vlog at the same time. But you know, she she's talking, she's having her husband talk to JD from New York uh, to to drop inside info Rich. off to Rich. so you know, there's there's a lot 
on Rich. on both sides going on here. Rich, like I don't know if you've noticed, but like the elite are also on this show. Do they talk about how come CM Punk's not bringing his ass to work? They don't well, care because they don't like that fucking guy. What? If well, you, why do you want someone you don't like to show up to work other than to slander them for not being at work? She's an asshole. Well, <laughs> they're. If they talk about him, they might get sued. It's, it's a little amazing, different. man. Like, yo, this is wild. Like, every time I see anything about the show, it is her burying this woman. It's like, did, 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 I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. I'm going to stop. But it's like, this this seems, this seems like a lot more than just wrestling a rap. If you get my drift. Like, I don't get it, bro. Like, I, I don't, I, I could not imagine... Like on one side, someone's slandering this person and like acting this out of like out of pocket, and then like on the other end, like this person like never ever seemingly from what I've heard, like you never hear anything from Thunder Rose's side about like disparaging Britt Baker. It is like, so why do you continue to do this? To what what does what does this gain y'all side of like? Hopefully, you think you can bully her to never come back. I don't I don't get it. And if, you don't want her back, and if you don't want her back, why are you asking her why she showed up to work? You don't want her back. I, I know Thunder Rosa did apologize for whatever she was doing. Apparently um, not enough or good enough. So I, I think that happened like after some of the stuff. Like this shit, the, the, the problem with all this shit is that it's like airing after like a lot of this stuff has been cleared up. And the timeline is like sure. makes people think like, oh, there's actually a problem going on here. But like the resolution is like set to come. I don't know if there is a resolution. There is like nasty what? shit in the water between them. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. quite obvious. And it's been that way for a lot longer yeah. than people think. These two hate each other's guts. Uh, but, you know, why it's different from, you know, the the elite and, and CM Punk is you know, this is going to sound bad, but obviously it's less important, like on every level. Um, but, you know, hopefully they can like not do these things to where Brit, like when I saw him with Tony Schiavone and he was like, yo, you got to leave it alone. Like, yeah, you, you got to back off on this. I was like, yeah, you get yeah, let this ride. That's the and clip I saw, and it's like, like, it's like yes, let this finally ride. someone is like, can you knock it the fuck off? It, and also, like, reality TV is fake, so yes, 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 yes. There's, you know, there's an element of, of all this, I think, too. But uh, there's also uh, another part where it's like, we find out about these stories, like Vera in in, in Kingston. We hear about the Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker thing, and then like, you know, we heard about that like. Why you know, in the midst of, you know, the CM Punk elite stuff, and you're just like, yo, what is happening backstage all this place? And then like you're like, yeah, let's 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 put it on the can let's put it on and record it on the show. And it's like I I do you just have nothing else to talk about the dude to make fake reality and like you decide like, hey, we had these con- these things that have blown over, so like we're gonna put them back on screen. Or, or we're going to try to put them on screen for because that's happened right now, and then it'll be you know aired months later. It's like you're right with the timing of the stuff, and it just it just yep. All the timing is like like it's never a good time for this stuff. But like this shit is especially like you know 
when you get people with Twitter accounts that want to want to clip something up to be like, yeah, like because obviously James work with half the info. info. I actually, I watched the whole show. I'm a little bit more filled on in on what's going on on both sides. But if you only see Brit, you're like, what is this like? <laughs> Like, and I can't, I can't blame someone for thinking that. And then like, and then when you explain like the Thunder Rosa part of it, I was like, oh, so she's still Brit's an asshole. Like, like not like nothing you said, like made it be like, oh yeah. Like I see why she hates her outside of like, there's, it's just like, this is just a lot of professional jealousy, a lot of, (sighs) a lot going on there, man. Like, Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Somebody got to, you know. You know, if you are climbing the Golden Gate Bridge, I don't know. Maybe you could show up, but I don't know. Like, and according to Thunder Rosa, like, they didn't tell her to show up. So, like, that's, once again, on the Booker Man. <laughs> that's that's not, not the wrestler to be mad at. Right, like, but I, I guess, but, my but like, it goes back to the thing of, like, Britt, you don't even like this woman. Why do you want her to show up to work any fucking way? Look, that's, you know, that's fucking weird behavior. Yep. You are not management. You're an independent contractor. Act like yep. it. Yep. Yep. Um, what else we got? Uh, Keith Lee and Chris Jericho. And man, they were out, man. Like the reviewers, the, the cage match scores. They shitted on this one, James. I didn't and like this match. It was fine. Um, it, 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 I think that Swerve covered up for a lot of uh, things that was going on with Keith Lee. Um, and I think this match kind of like showed us it's like Keith Lee can do some strength stuff, but like the whole thing where you show like the agile speed stuff, or whatever else, it's not there right now, or at least it wasn't there that particular night. And it was a bad, or maybe it was a bad matchup for Jericho to try to showcase that stuff. But yeah, man, like, while while Swerve got over, um, in you know Swerve and our glory, or whatever else, like it 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 actually like mostly benefited Keith Lee in retrospect when we're looking at it as far as like what he was doing, and then like the matches he the matches he was having, and then like you know once he gets into tag team, the level of matches just changed, and um, like they needed to get to, you know, we'll talk about the finish of this match now and we'll talk about it after, but yeah, like, uh, let's, what do you think of the match? So I actually kind of liked the match. Like I thought it was a kind of a classic Jericho versus big man, uh, match. I could have seen this being like Kane or like, um, you know, I, I didn't think it was some blow away match or anything, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't think it was like some sub five match on cage match. Like is it's a what? As. Yeah, it was like a four point something on cage match. I was like, all right, man, we're what are we doing here? We we lost a plot. I, I don't know. I, so, it's, it's not three stars, but it's 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 better than like that, I guess. Yeah, like I was like, look, man, like um, like I liked some of the stuff Keith was doing. Like they were they were chopping each other. I I like that. And Jericho is like kind of backsliding uh, physically again, so he's gonna mm. have to address that a little bit. Um, but I think. Honestly, like Keith's been gone so long and it's just like been such a struggle to really like see him produce anything outside of the Swerve and Our Glory tag team. I thought this was a step in the right direction, honestly. And with him being in there with Swerve, like I know that's going to go off. Like yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. worried about so, that. So like and 
Swerve uh, comes out for the finish after, you know, said promo. Uh, Swerve's rocking this new kind of mask uh, thing, only shows his eyes. Uh, clocks Keith Lee in the head. Jericho gets a win. And um, I, I think they're going to do that at double or nothing. Okay. Um, like I, I had I, actually asked this past week uh, if <laughs> if Swerve and Keith Lee w- was over. I received word it was not, and that I saw the uh, finish of this match, and that confirmed it. Right. So, I mean, we all suggested, oh, my God, Draymond Green just fucking eight-time stomped on uh, Sabonis in the chest while he was on the floor. What the fuck? Why? Like, he just curb-stopped this man in the chest while he was on the floor. He And, like, Sabonis on the floor writhing in pain as if he broke a rib. Mm-hmm. Oh, nah, nah, eject his ass. He ain't, nah, Draymond's out the game. He's about to be out the game. Damn. Um, but yeah, as far as, um, as far as, uh, this whole thing, Adam Cole comes out and they kind of repeat the, uh, the, the thing where Jericho wouldn't turn around and look at him. So they're set to face off next week. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, that I mean, as far as Jericho and Keith Lee going into their separate programs, I'm I'm looking forward to both of those. I just didn't like this match. Um, and it's one of those situations where, like, the beginning of the show, end of the show, it was like, um, we put two people that are in separate programs that are, you know, separate from each other. And we we're going to come up with ways to beat these people that are going to start a program. So it's like whatever is fresh or whatever. Um, so it, mm-hmm. I don't hate it as much. You know, you know, a lot of people were complaining about like why does Swerve have to lose? Why does Keith Lee have to lose? Was like they're about to move on to this other program and they're going to get each other over. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it's um. But yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Like, get to get Adam Cole, Jericho, to get Keith Lee, Swerve, to get you know the Pillars thing. Like, I those are all three program or matches that I want to see in uh, some capacity. So it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. And now, and, and now, and now, uh, Draymond is like arguing with fans in the crowd while they're reviewing him stomping uh, Sabonis in the in the chest or in love, the ribs. Love that for Draymond. Um. But I guess there's only one thing left to do, James, and I will hit the music. One Nation Radio, always ahead. (sighs) So... Who said Mariah was going back to back? So I was asked. So I wanted to ask you because you mentioned that you. Uh, I can't remember the prediction. Was it bef- once we got to the final four, or was it like before we got this, to the tournament? This was before we got to the tournament. Okay. 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 Yeah. Like I didn't. I, I forgot. But like once we got to that final four, it was like she had damn well better go back to bed. <laughs> I'm not trying to see. Like, look, if it wasn't going to be Waka, you know, if she wasn't going to run up the Waka meter. I, you know, I'll, I'll take Mariah. Like, it was like my soccer ass, I would have been pissed. But. So Niagara Driver suggested, like, 
if Waka won, she could like not challenge for the red or white belt. She could just challenge for the future belt. And they're like, okay, that's cool. Um, that that's fine. Uh, but like the other three is like, you can't challenge for nothing else but the red or white belt. And like, I saw Ami in a white belt match. She can't. She's not ready to be some main eventing a pay per view yet. And she's better than Mai is. So it's absolutely out of the question. So like Mariah, you know, for me it was like she has to go back to back in. Um, so let's just talk about the Cinderella tournament. Uh, first match of uh, the semifinals was uh, Mai versus uh, Waka. Uh, played a lot on their history, you know, from Actress Girls and then Cosmic Angels, and then Mai leaving to go to Donald Armando, um, showing that you know Waka can make it more competitive now that she's leveled up and she's got a couple wins under her belt, but ultimately. Um, um, might end up getting the best of her and having to put her away with a uh, the Harlem Hangover. And this time, mm. she actually had the Harlem Hangover without like just landing with the foot right on Waka's face this time. So that was so we are improving. So she, <laughs> so Mai advanced to the final. Um, then uh, Mariah and Ami had just a hoss match, and at the end, uh, Mariah ended up winning with uh, I think it was a close, it was just a you know off two rope ejected. Kramon cannot believe he's getting injected. He got ejected. Even though it's like, you just fucking eight pounds stomp someone in the chest while they're on the ground. You're getting ejected. There's, no, there's, like, there's, there's nothing. What else were you trying to do other than to stomp his fucking ribs? But anyway, uh, so, um, uh, Mariah won by hitting, uh, t- hitting a, coming off the ropes, hitting a big Larry. Uh, she's been using that as a secondary finisher lately. Um, so, she ends up getting away with that. I mean, he is kind of holding him. Oh, yeah, definitely holding. But he, he definitely holds. Like, like, for me, up, for me, you yeah. know what I'd do? I would attack Sabonis and I would have ejected Draymond. Yeah. Because, uh, like, you're not, why are you grabbing his leg? I absolutely right. agree with you. He, like, he should be a tech. And I think they're shooting. Yeah. So they, they did tech. Uh, it looks like because I see Steph shooting the, uh, the foul shot. So, um, yeah. <laughs> they just putting that Seth Rollins curve stomp shit out. I <laughs> could. <laughs> And that shit has derailed the show. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, Draymond, this is not the time for you to be doing this shit. We all trying to pile on to uh, Dylan Brooks. Stop this. Like, that man, like, you know, if anybody going to be dirty, it's going to be me. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, but anyway, so uh, moving on to the finals, um, or you end up getting um, Mariah versus uh, Mai, obviously, when um, Mariah left to j- be the second member or the third member of um, God's Eye with uh, Shuri and Ami, um, Mai was upset, and I was like, "Well, you just left Cosmic Angels. You only been faction member with Mariah for like a month or two at most. What the fuck are you crying for?" Um, so they had the match, and um, I thought Mar- I thought Mariah did a, a commendable job um, <clears throat> making. Out a competitive match with my, I thought that my, you know, she doesn't. She's trying hard. She has improved. There's still a limit on what she could do in a in a big match spot. But um, they got to the point to where like, uh, Mariah gave her the Miramari, uh, uh the memory shock and kicked out and like then. Mariah, pull, or sorry, Mai pulled ahead of Mariah, and then like people were like, "Oh my God, she's going to win!" And then the crowd was like, "No, we do not want to see this woman win this fucking tournament." And they started three clapping and everything. 
and going and ruining Herder from our Mariah and Mariah came back and then um hit a big move, couldn't put her away, and then went to the top rope and hit the and hit the aces high like Tanahashi and get the W. Uh so oh, James, I want I want you to do your hands like this. Like like, you know, you know, and then, you know, do the clap, you know, you know. No, nah, that's too much know. like the Gator Chomp. I don't really, you know, uh, you know. Is it the, the Mariah clap? The Mariah that, clap, that, but I gotta do a shorthand. I can't do like know. Gator Chomp. I don't really, you know. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's, um. need to clap their hands. But Mariah came out in new gear. Uh, Ami has new gear. Um, and I think we gotta work, we gotta, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do with, uh, Mariah with the gear maker. Uh, mm-hmm. like, she has new gear and it's better than her previous gear, but she still looks kind of generic-ish. And like, Ami's new gear, she just, she looks distinct and looks great. Um, she, she has jumped in front of her in the gear game. Um, so we gotta get well, Mariah. gonna have, well, Tommy gonna have to give up the phone number. <laughs> I mean, but she's right there with Shuri. Like, she should have Shuri right, Maybe you know, Shuri don't want to tell her secrets. <laughs> You know, maybe, maybe. Have we have we considered maybe Shuri's selfish? You know I, that don't sound right to me, but possibly it's yeah. possible. Anything's possible, sure, bro. Harrison Barnes dunk steals the inbound, uh, passes out to uh, a shooter he misses, and uh, Steph gets the ball. But it was about to be a big swing. Uh, but Sacramento's up too. About to uh, be some more revenge. Oh wow! Um, so, uh, other match worth talking about on the show was the um last DDM match. Uh, so Hameka's last match in Domino Mondo is Julia, Micah, Hameka, and uh, Tekla versus Tam, Nasapoy, Mina, and Saki, and um, they they had a very very good match um if someone like it's they you know crazy spots it's a two out of three falls match also crazy spots you get a bunch of tam and julia in it uh tam and julia like both get uh pins on each other where like the one faction basically like lays uh lays out the other three at ringside comes into the ring they all hit a bunch of big moves on on uh one of the wrestlers then Tamar Julia hits the hits their big move on the other one and they get a pin. Then the other one, Julia got the first pin and Tam got the second one doing the same thing. Um, then the final uh, thing came down to um, Nasapoy and uh, Micah and uh, Micah had uh, Nasapoy up like she's going to hit the uh, Michinoku driver. She turns into like her uh, you know big float over spin over thing. Hits the goes for the. Um, her flash finish where she ends up like, you know, getting up some shoulders and rolling through, uh, and got the near fall. And then Micah got her, uh, hit her with a big move and then hit the mission. driver and got the win. So, um, Donald Mondo wins the last, um, Hameka Donald Mondo match. Um, so Julia, uh, was saying of leading up to this match, like, this is going to be the, I am going to cause the end of, uh, cosmic angels. And, um, she walks off. And then um, they go to walk off. Tam, uh, Tam and them go to walk off. And then uh, Mina says, "Hey, so like, thank you for everything, but like, I want to leave." Uh, and I'm out, this bitch. I want to leave Cosmic Angels and uh, just be in um, Club Venus, and I want Waka to come with me. And then um, leave him with honor. 
it was like it was so fucking funny bro like tam and mina are both side by side and it's like it's like imagine if like <clears throat> it's a somebody a couple has a uh has a a puppy <laughs> it's a cute little puppy and like they break up and they're gonna decide who who was going with who and like they decided by like having one of them stand next to each other and whoever the, the puppy goes to is who gets them and Damn. like walk and like it's so funny like waka is at ringside on the fork she was she was cornering them for the match and like once once like mina says this and and tam's like i still i i want Mina to stay with me waka's like she's making these faces like these fucking huge comedic faces there's like I I don't want to I don't want to answer this I don't want to do this Why are you putting all this pressure on me I don't want to leave either I love both of you Why are you making me do this It is like it's just funny Um so eventually Waka says like you know Tam thank you for everything but like I want to go with Mina and I want to um and I have this love of pro wrestling which she talked about like um throughout the whole run um of her chasing to get the first W of like like for especially like during um. New Year's, right? Like the, the press conference, I think for one of the New Blood shows, where she got the match with uh the the first match with uh Nanai, not mm-hmm. the match she got to win, but like the, the passion injection match. She's like, I watch a bunch of New Year's shows of wrestling, and I just like I want to be that strong. I want you know, and I love pro wrestling. All that stuff. She was crying about how she wants to just be stronger. Um, well, like she's talking about like her love of pro wrestling throughout the time, and like this one, she was like, I have this love of pro wrestling. I love the love of Joshi, and like I want to take it like worldwide. And, like, I want to do that and help Club Venus and help the international girls. So she leaves with and and does that with Mina. It makes perfect sense. So Tam is fucking just emotionally devastated. She's fucking, like, uh, hyperventilating, crying. Crumbling. Um, And, like, Nasapoy and Saki are trying to uh, make her feel better. And they're about to leave after, uh, you know, um, Club Venus is left. And then, uh, say, Ariano, Club Venus, by the way, say again, Club Venus still recruiting out here. They're trying to get Trinity. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, what's called, she's, uh, she's been at, um, the new Japan. She was at, uh, battle in the Valley. What if Sasha's the new leader of Club Venus? Uh, you would need, if that was the case, you would never could name it Club Venus. Cause you're naming after me now. Okay. I'm, I'm saying like, that don't sound like a good idea to me. Like she, her, her nickname is the Venus, and you named the club mm. Venus, and now you're going to give it to the person that's not the Venus. When you yeah. just name it like a, a lackey name after whatever the, money, the Monet team, right, right. When you name it something after Monet, then or maybe maybe is you know whatever. It'll be LL. It'll be Club Venus LLC, and then you to get around because it goes with the CF or the CEO of a startup in New Japan or whatever. Monet Enterprise. That's a good one, Zakamaki. <laughs> Enough with the fucking enterprises in pro wrestling. <laughs> uh, but anyway, well, yeah, you know, uh, all these people want to get away from town, huh? Yeah, that's how you want to say call it. Cool. Uh, well. For me, I loved it because it's like, okay, so <clears throat> Tam is the one that's gotten this this thing hot, like this show, this match, this program. She's going to lose. Like, how do you give her the fucking out? That she lost this match. That she, sh- in theory, should not be losing. Other than the part where it's like you can't take the fucking belt off Julia. She just won it four months ago. Well, she's fucking emotionally devastated. She loses. 
crumbling. That's, that's a perfectly fine story. So that's there. Um, so they're left there to try to pick up the pieces after that. And I'm thinking like, okay, so like, what is the shoe to drop here? Does this mean that like, they're just going to bring in all the colors, um, to fill the void? Like, you know, Saki's already there. You just bring in Akari Shimizu and Yuko Sakurai and, uh, uh, Rina Amakura and bring them in and have them pitch in or whatever else. And then you figure out what you're going to do with the rookies that are going to end up, you know, at different, different places. Mm -hmm. Okay. You patch, you do patchwork with with the rest of, uh, Cosmic Angels, okay, I, I see that. So then, um, I, I, option I never really thought about, like, uh, Sayori Ano, she show, she walks in and she says, I want to join Cosmic Angels. Um, now, two things. One, it feels to me like, on paper, if you put those three together, that's a, that's the best three easily I've ever had in Cosmic Angels as far as uh, three best wrestlers they ever had at top, star potential or whatever else, all that kind of stuff. Also, what I like is that like ever since uh, Sayori showed back up, she's been calling uh, Natsupo Natsumi, which is her her first pro wrestling name, Natsumi Maki, and then she got to uh, start him. Sounds Kansas. like disrespect. Right. Right, all right. Uh, so it's like, is this like a slow burn and she's going to eventually turn on them and then end up somewhere else? Like, you also keep in mind, like, while she does the, uh, while she's a good baby, a very good baby face, like, she's also on, like, half of these other, or the other half of the, you know, the freelancing that she does is like, she's an Ozaki goon with cracking the whips and shit with, like, Maya Yuki. So, like, she can play heel or babyface perfectly fine. Like, and you look Gotta at say, you know, man. the issues with, like, Oedo Tai, or you look at the issues where it's, like, Donald Amando is now down to four people after Hameka leaves. It's, like, they could use a fifth, and they could use hey. someone that's, you know, like, if my Sakurai or Tekla, I mean, Tekla should be their third, but they treat, like, they act like uh, my Sakurai is their, it's going to be the third. And I got to say, like, if she's the third, she's the worst third wrestler in any faction. And ain't cutting it. Uh, hey. hey, James. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a photo I've uh, put up on the stream. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I that, saw that. Uh, yeah, I saw that know, during I, the show. I kind of I, I, I feel like I smell a rat, man. Yeah, like I, I feel like I, I would like to present another photo as well uh, for the people here. You know, it, it, we got NASA boy here smiling, looking devious, treacherous. Uh, untrustworthy, I might add. Um, and then you had this woman next to her just kind of just physically repulsed at this whole thing right here, this whole setup. You know, I'm reading the body language here. Like yeah. she, she's standing straight up. Nasapoy hanging off for dear life. Tam so, just doesn't even know what, what what's going on. And then Saki is just <clears> like <throat> kind of sitting on the outside, like. So this is how they get down over here. So like, it, it just looked like chaos, disarray, yeah. going on right so, here. So a lot flux. Like I personally think, like for me, it works. Either either thing they do, like they have her stay, they have her turn on them and leave. Either way, it's like after after this is over, after we get past this show, like Nasupoy and Tam are going to need like something to do. Like if you want to do a um. 
you know, are we, a, are we about to get the long awaited Ozaki Goon Cosmic Angels War? No, nah, they're not bringing Ozaki Goon, but I, no, but I mean, like, as far as she can play heel, is like, okay, like if if they if they want to, right? If they want to, I don't, I'm not saying they should, but if they want to, they could put her in Donald Domano and be the number three, or they could put her in in Oedotai and have a real top, a, a real third good per, really good person there, as opposed to just like, oh, we'll do patchwork with. Saki, Sakishima being, you know, can beat anybody with the roll up thing or, or still do pretend with Nats, with, uh, Natsuko. So, um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, either one works. Uh, either way, I don't think they're getting rid of Cosmic Angels. They'll, they're gonna bring colors in. There's gonna be rookies. They'll either keep uh, Sayori there or they'll have Sayori fat or few with, like, the rookies or whatever else. So, whatever. Um, so I like, I like, the, the idea of like you you do this and then like you kind of this is a way to get um Sari over either way where like either like she's there with them and she is there with them and they're, they're a great three uh three person force and like none of them really are easy to beat and they're really talented or like you set all that up and then you have her stab them and stab them in the back and then like you get Sari some heat mm-hmm. as opposed to like you know We've seen people come in, they just come in and wrestle. There's no no real like storyline or character thing there. So I like that. I like that because I think Sari's really good. Do I think she's uh you know a top ten wrestler in stardom? Probably not, but like she's she has the look. She she's she's been given a lot of stuff in the last year or so to make you think like they definitely want her, they definitely want to they want to push someone that like her. Right? I mean, so yeah. I, I really like what they did. Um, as far as shuffling or shuffling the deck, in a way, it reminds me of like the stuff they did with New Japan, with like just five guys, Rebel Club. Um, you know, it's just like we got to fresh some things up around the periphery and like keep this thing going. Like we can't keep you know Cosmic Angels. Like you know, everybody in Cosmic Angels got over its success, so like it's time to you know use them in different ways. And then also uh-huh. like. You know, I'm interested to see like what they're going to do to add to like down the model now that like when Hamek is going to be four of them because they're obviously going to have to. No, hopefully, um, Sayori gets my um Western Unions, um, much in the way I sent some funds to Micah, or excuse me, to Hameka to handle uh Nassipoy. Um, you know, the checks on the way, Sayori. MJ does PR. We'll holla at you. Yeah, later. Um, so, uh, I guess you, do you, I, I mean, it pretty much covered uh, Cinderella tournament. Oh yeah. Uh, Mariah, she came down in the dress this time. She came out in, in uh, <laughs> she came out in the platinum, <laughs> in nope. the platinum dress. And, nope. uh, she says that like, she hasn't decided who she, uh, who she wants to face, but she'll face either red or white. She'll decide at a later time, which is like, that's good not to do it because you, you tell us where it happened is going to ca- pretty much give away what's going to happen at, you know, the, the big show, the biggest show of the year. So, um, smart, smart bit of business. And also she's in the tag title match. So like she could be tag champions. Um, so that can also spoil that stuff too. Cause you're not going to make her like double champion. I don't think. Uh, so, um, I guess it's now time to get into previewing the, the big show this weekend on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Sunday. So yes. next Sunday. So, uh, hopefully we can have this thing all watched, um, and everything like that. Yeah. Waking um, up that early is, woo. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm going to watch it live, but yeah. yeah. We'll 
yeah, Stardom All Star Grand Queendom 2023 in Yokohama Arena. Um, I have looked at the tickets for this thing consistently in like, there's like 15 sections. Eight of them have been sold out. And I think three or four of them are nearly sold out. So like show shows has done well. Don't know like what the sectioning is for any of that stuff. And, um, as far as like what number it'll be, but I'm assuming they were shooting for, you know, trying to put 5,000, 6,000 people in there. So we'll mm. see how it goes. Um, when we get the final number, but like, I'm assuming it'll look good. Uh, but yeah. Um, do you want to go, how do you want to do this? You want to start at the top or you want to go through the whole card, uh, from the beginning to end? I guess let's go from beginning to end. Okay. So, uh, I don't know if this is a pre-show yet or not, but, um, it is the all-star battle Royal. Um, and it's going to have, um, Momo Nakanishi in it, uh, former AJW, um, top champion and, you know, longtime tag team partner of Nanai Takahashi, uh, high speed wrestler. Awesome. She's basically like the, in a way, like her matches with like, uh, Yumiko Mikawa, like the proto, like Azumi Shuri stuff where it's like this small, super fast, like blur of a woman, like facing this ass kicking, like kickboxer type lady. Um, their, their matches are awesome. I've seen two of them. Like, uh, yeah, but, one's, uh, one's, one, one's for hoping that Audrey Kong is a surprise competitor. <laughs> did, did I see you the thing about that? Yeah, she was yeah. like, ain't nothing settled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's like, nah, she, he doesn't, Rossi still owes me money. <laughs> so, uh, pay Rossi Ogawa, pay what you owe. <laughs> pay what you owe. God damn it. Oh, man. So, Stars. Against yeah. Queen's yeah, Quest. Yeah, because it was like, it was Julia was hanging out with Aja Kong for Aja Kong. Like, I think she has some TV show or she mm-hmm. wrestlers similar to like, or maybe it's for YouTube, like how, um, uh, who does that right now? Um, Bull Nakano does it as well. <laughs> Bull Nakano. So, um, you know, people were like making messages like, it's good to see that, like, you know, you know, Rossi yeah. and, and, and her uh, very the hash or whatever else. And she was like, nah, I'm no. still, I'm still, I'm nothing has been, there has been no settlement. <laughs> I fucking laughed. It's like, like y'all thought, came y'all... out here with that. She came out here with that. Jay Mills that no, no, no. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't know who I was surprised we'll get, but I'm sure there'll be a few in there and, um, you know, we'll see whatever blast from the past. Hopefully, you know, I would like to see Jungle Kiono in, in this because, you know, um, the Nomad show was the other day. Have not watched it yet. Uh, the Nomad 3 she show. She seems like she's kind of tied in with the Wrestle Universe people, so I don't know. She's like, tied it's, it's but like, the, the it's, rich. It's like where there's smoke, there's fire. They're, like, they're trying to start something up themselves over there. Right, but Rich, got to remember, like, she built this match. It's like, this might be her last match. She doesn't know. Uh mm-hmm. Or whatever else, and Learner also like Muto. another thing about like the the Russell the Russell Universe people was like Russell Universe. So you mean like basically the Nomads Universe that had like Maya Yuki who also was in Stardom this year, Sariana uh, who's also you know like um who uh Nasumi Nasu Samire who you know did you know um Stardom and Showcase last year yeah. like. All of it's connected. All of them reaching in. All of them, are, all of it. So like, I, I would not be surprised to see Jungle. I would like to see Jungle at Yokohama Arena. Obviously, she already did Yokohama Arena for Noah, but I would like to see her do the Stardom Yokohama Arena show as well. 
um, you know, and get like one last match with Stardom, and then you know, and we'll see what happens. You know, this might it might be the end for her. So, um, I would like to see you know it ends in a Stardom ring. Uh, right. so or not even Stardom ring because who knows if she she's because uh, Hannah's Memorial Show is uh next month at the end of the month, and like she might do that too. So you know, she keeps talking about like she's gonna have a last match and get her knee worked on the third third time and and you know she might keep putting it off to continue doing these these, these shows we'll see uh mm-hmm. but anyway uh moving on from there uh you get the celebrity tag match you get uh hazuki with her with the person she's been training fuwa chan the, the the youtuber uh that we've talked about on the show um versus utami and me amashita you know me amashita <laughs> me amasaki uh, I was like, uh, that's overkill. But, um, yeah, uh, sh- now, from what I saw in the, uh, match that Fua had a, f- a couple months ago on pay per view, she's not bad. Like, she looks like she knows what you're doing and whatever else. Obviously, it gave her a little bit more than the average rookie would have. But, um, like, the match was good. The match was fun that she had. Like, if she can have another one of these on the show with Utami. And with Hazuki, I think it does a role to help for both of them. And like, you know, they're they're trying to convince her to become a wrestler. And if she does, and if she gets good at this, that's going to be a whole different level of star than they've ever had, um, or at least since Yuzuki uh, Akawa. Um, so moving on, third match. <laughs> third match is eight is uh, eight woman tag. It is. Saki Kashima, Rowaka, Momo, and Naskatora of Oedotai versus Tekla of DDM. <laughs> and then Jesse, Zena, and Mariah May of Club Venus. And um, Rich, have you seen any of the uh, online stuff between uh, Tekla interacting with the Club Venus Gaijins? Yes. She fucking hates it. She hates them so much. It's it's been fun and enjoyable, and they also know that she hates them, and she and they're just trying to like tease the fuck out of her that like you know we're gonna try and get you to you know join Club Venus, and and Tekla's like no no leave me the fuck alone I want nothing of you English speakers even though I speak English as well like it's fun it's been fun um I I'm interested to see if they can coexist but I think Oedo Tai is gonna get a W Saki she was gonna pin one of them. But we'll see. I feel like Club Venus is getting the getting the push here. I would see. I thought the same. They've thing. They've been winning a lot of matches of late. That's true. Also, using you know, un, I don't know, but necessarily say underhanded tag might be too underhanded tag. This might be too far. But like, they clearly lean, the guy just clearly lean heel. Mm-hmm. Um, Mina and Waka, especially Waka, doesn't. So I think people are trying to confuse on the presentation of like what Mina is and will be going forward. Is she a heel? They don't. People don't really. I heard know. a lot of people are upset like with, with this with with Mina yeah. and um like possibly like the ball being dropped like with with her and she's a heel that like we've seen if her she be is a heel. People don't the, know. The, we've seen her be crazy before, which right. I did not like. Right, but, and um, then you know you got on one end you have um. In the press conference, she's talking about like you know, 
when you hit kick me in the mouth with your fake move um blood you know black blood form in my mouth and she ble- you know bleeds black glue on black goo onto um Comtani's face at the press conference and then um at the Crookin Hall show this weekend right the day before the um Cinderella final like Comtani spits green mist into Mina's face and I'm just like look um there was like just just main event uh, or so just semi main event uh Mercedes and in Mayu cuz this <laughs> I, I I don't get the appeal of this at all like you had a simple story of this person overcame this terrible injury that happened in the middle of a title match that she was she was going to lose anyway she was about she was being put away with the move and she botched the move that put her away uh so you, you, people people's heart go out for her she comes back and she brings in these guidance which uh, which is in part people overreacting from the western fan base cuz they like for some reason hate people that speak english in stardom whatever um <laughs> And there is some concern about about her um, presentation. Is she a heel? Is she not? Like she's hanging out with these assholes or people that act like assholes. While she her story is like she she's overcame this gra- this gruesome injury to get this match back. But it's like once you spit the black goo on someone's face, like I'm over it. I'm just over it. Um, the the few the program really didn't do much for me because like Kamatani's not much of a storyteller a program storyteller in that way. Um, I think more I think it's more that people are like over Kamatani's title reign and think it's too long and they want to put it on somebody else and they may as well put it on Mina so they wanted her to be the baby face so they can get the big triumphant thing and it's like, well if Mina's going to be doing well, that way well if Mina is going to be doing this then it's like. Now they feel like, oh, well, Comtain is going to lose, is going to retain, and now I don't like it. And it's like, I don't personally think that Mina is ready to be semi-main eventing pay-per-views and stardom anyway. She's got, she's getting the big match, biggest match of her career. If it happens, cool. But like, I don't think that like, you're going to take this off of Kamatani, put it onto Mina Shirakawa, and then like, the, the four and, four and a quarter matches and four and a half occasional matches start, like, start flowing you know, every month like that's not like i think that mina has gotten a lot better but she is still not a top half of the of the roster performer mm-hmm. uh still uh day in and day out she's good but that speaks to the level of talent on the roster um so yeah um i, I never thought she was winning even before this stuff started happening i never thought she was winning i thought i kept looking at like oh they're doing a show like the next week in fukuoka and one knows the pay-per-view they're going to put Micah in and or hameka in one of these big and they have a title shot for this thing they're going to have to do that on one of these shows i could clearly see like you give Mina the big shot she loses and she's a faction leader you have a rebuild on over a longer track keep tracking the progress you put the belt on Micah or or Hazuki in Fukuoka, and then you let you know either one of the better wrestlers on, in the promotion basically secede Kamatani. Um, that's how I always kind of saw it. Now, and, and I thought that they were going to do that by like having one of them win Cinderella, but they didn't. But like you track what's happening with like Micah getting. 
this match with Hameka. She's going, you know, more likely going to put her away. And Yokohama Marina, um, she won. You know, I think Mariah is like going to jump all over this. That too, like it's another one. It's another one. Where it's like you have all these options of people that like I think are more qualified in ring bell to bell than Mina is. Just is like I, I like obviously those three aren't as over as Mina, so maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe they're just gonna say, mm-hmm. hey, she's super over. Put it on her. If she has like you know, three, if she only tops at it three and three quarters, so be it. But like, we'll see. I'm interested to see how this all goes. I hope they have better match than they had. Before the botch basically like made that match like people forget that match is like it was a match that like was approaching for may have been for, but it wasn't like it wasn't like you know Kamatani and Mirai, it wasn't mm-hmm. like Kamatani and Micah, it wasn't like Kamatani and you know Kyrie or or Kamatani and Natsupoi, nah. So or Kamatani and Hazuki, no. Um, but yeah, like I just hope that I mean. The only thing I hope is Mina can have the best match of her career up to this point. Like, cause I've, she's been put in certain positions and then she's wanted to do like things that got in the way of her matches. Like the Tam title defense or challenge she had back in 2021, where it's like, just have a fucking match with betterness instead of doing the, the, your Muda gimmick. So we'll see. Um, let's say third match from the top. IWGP women's title match. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm skipping around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. How did we end up? Going to the Mina thing. What happened? Don't know. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think it was the Club Venus uh, combo. Uh, that's what it was. So, all right, so we'll skip around. All right, so next match after I'll, that. I'll take Club Venus. May Sarah and Starlight Kid versus yes. Azumi and May Saruga. Yeah. So, Rich, I don't know if you remember um, May Sierra, but um, I don't know if it, I don't know how it's pronounced. May Sierra, Mary, May Sarah, I don't know, but she's formerly May Hoshizuki from Marvelous. Oh, I, I remember her. Yes, basically She's like raw. yes, basically like another Azumi, except like without like as a, as big of a bag, but like the high speed stuff, just you know. So like this is a high speed tag team match. It's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't wait. Let's go. Yeah. So don't know who wins. Don't care. Just want to see just this great action, and that's what we're gonna get. Yes. Yes. Moving back and forth. Um, I, I, I'm hoping to get something that reminded me of like that anniversary show from Marvelous where it was like Mia Momono and Azumi and Starlight Kid and I think May was also in that match. So yeah, I'm interested. I just want to see something like that um, from I think it was last year or two years ago. So uh, next match after that you end up getting... Retirement match. Yes. Rebecca <sighs> versus Micah. Yeah. So I... You know, I've been just, you know, haven't really thought about it. Aside from that's going to be like, that's going to be depressing to see the end of that one or sad or whatever. Um, But then like the English account put out the tweet today and I was like, it finally hit me. It's like, wow, they're, they're going to have, they're going to go out there and blast each other. And Micah, Micah might come out here and be like, I'm sorry. I love you before hitting her with a running lariat and just putting her ass away. Um, But yeah, like it's going to be a, it's going to be emotional. And it's gonna be it's gonna be you know a lot of this yeah. in the match, a lot Knee of you know fi- a, a whole bunch of fists being thrown at Larius and clubs. Um, it's gonna be a fun match at, at worst, and then like whatever emotional aspect to it uh, from like you know those two being such a, one of the more like uh, joyful friendships in stardom over the last couple years, um, and ending that way, like 
it's gonna be it's gonna be really good at worst. Um, you know, their Grand Prix match and then double knockout was awesome. So expect I'm expecting something like that again with a finish this time. I I think this one is gonna be absolutely excellent. Uh, I think um, uh, Michael's going over. Uh, Mecca's gonna yeah, you know, lay it down for, her. and yeah. um, this is gonna be like very emotional. It's going to be very if you follow these two wrestlers for any like amount of time, you can see obviously how closely they've been identified with each other. It's like they're two sides of the same coin. It's Micah and Mecca, Mecca and Micah. And it's just like they were these two, you know, big uh wrestlers that you know, I've called them like you know, what if Kane and Undertaker were good? Like, you know, and you know, it sucks Omega's gonna go because yeah. like Omega's like, you know, I like Omega a lot, so uh, I'm just gonna enjoy her uh, her last match. Yeah, I mean, and you know me, like I always, I had hopes for them, you know, getting the tag, getting a second reign with the tag team titles, and like having a long run that didn't happen in 2021. But you know, um, not gonna happen. But like I did get to see like over the last year, like Mecca, like prove a lot of things that I had doubts about with her as far as as a singles wrestler. Um, and like, I'm happy to say that like, you know, she did all that. And then like, she's going into retirement road and her retirement road has been very, very fun. And like, she's going out, like having a killer, you know, um, retirement tour. So, um, that's, that's, that's part has been made me happy. Um, but yeah, I'm going to miss her definitely. Um, so also we mentioned the Mariah thing, the Mariah factor when it comes to, uh, you know, challenging for common time for the white belt. Like, Never like, um, Micah could just as easily like win here and go to Fukuoka and you know put the put the local girl in there in the main event with with Julia. You could easily do that, and then you have the Kamatani and um, Kamatani and Mariah some other time, or maybe underneath that. I don't know if they do you know a full white and red belt like a week after this show, but who knows? Um, <coughs> so. Uh, next match after that, you end up getting the uh, tag team titles being defended. You have Seven Up, Nana Takahashi, and you versus Mirai and Ami Saray. Um, I expect this match to be very good. Um, so they have uh, Seven Up have been nothing but impressive. Uh, given the uh, against uh, every level of opponent they've had uh, in this title reign, and um, I expect them to do the same again. And um, I really feel like this is the first time their titles are in real jeopardy. Um, I you know, with the Cinderella thing, kind of throw some you know some weird things of like, are you going to give? How are they going to set this up for Mariah? Uh, Ami's already a future champion. She'll be future champion and tag champion and likely the pin eater for, uh, while she's the tag champ. Uh, sorry, the future champion as well. Yeah, I can't it's, see it. It's, but there's also the part where it's like, this is now the fourth time that, uh, the new eras have challenged for these belts, like within the year. And mm. it's like, I don't think I've ever seen a team get that many chances at, at one set of belts or one at get a, a shot at that many set of belts and then like they don't win. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm interested to see where he goes. Like I could, you know, if they were to lose, it wouldn't shock me if they put the belts back on Meltier, 
um, going into the summer. That wouldn't surprise me at all because it gives Ham something to do. Ham and Esp with something to do. Um, but who knows? Um, but yeah, like I expect a really good match. I expect that like I can't wait to see Mirai and Nanai um, in this, uh, and I can't wait to see like <laughs> how what what big power moves like Mirai and Ami do to you. I, I, can't, I can't not you meaning Rich Lada, but you meaning yeah. the wrestler. <laughs> Why you you? Yeah. <laughs> so I expect that it I expect, is not. Yeah, I expect a, a, a slobber knocker. Between these four, um, I'm gonna pick seven up to retain. I don't okay. think Nanai losing in no Yokohama. <laughs> nah. Oh, lower wow. profile. Yeah, Ooh. can't. Yeah, can't. Can't. You know, can lose the Wakasugi. Yeah, I'm on a roll though, but can't get beaten. <laughs> no, too many people here. <laughs> oh man, so, too okay, much company so, around here. So next match after that, you end up getting the trios match. Trios belts defended. Uh, prominence. Risa Sarah, Suzu Suzuki, and uh and Kurumi versus uh restart <clears throat> fact or uh trios team of Kyrie, Natsupoi, and Sayoriano. Now, um this has old history when um on the on the fourth Kurokan or sorry, the second Kurokan Hall show of the, of this month, the second one. Not, not er, sorry. April second, um Kyrie had teased that she was going to bring somebody to stardom, and the person she brought out was Sayoriano, and she did it um, while Natsupoi was out there. Sayoriano and Natsupoi both Act Girl wrestlers at the same time, were former tag team um, and Act Girls. If you look at one, look at the other, you cut and you know, you remember what Natsupoi looked like when she had brown hair instead of blonde hair, you think, oh, that's bigger Natsupoi. People have said that plenty of times. Sayoriano even while like in a babyface gear, she's not necessarily fucking Tinkerbell like Natsupoi is. So like hmm. I can see I can see people being like I see I can see the similarities, but or and also be see the differences as well. Um so back in 2016, um Stardom had Natsupoi and Sariano on shows back in their roster was depleted before they uh before they like went into Gaijin's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um so um you would see like shows where it's like there I think it was two thousand yeah, I think it was two thousand sixteen Halloween show. I actually watched this. That <laughs> Sumi Maki or Nasapoy, cause she had the poi gimmick at the time, but she wouldn't call herself Nasapoy. That was just her catchphrase or whatever else. And like so she dressed up in a mask. She had a mask on. And and on the ends of the mask is like poi, like hand shaped like the poi symbol on the side of her mask and her name was the poi man <laughs> just, just 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 really creative right yeah. bro if you saw it you bust out laughing you will bust out laughing but um yeah I'm so hoping, um for a couple of things in this match one i gotta get suzy suzuki's contact information for the uh for the western union <laughs> and uh, i hope Kyrie tags in, and this is like Ric Flair and Sting, a Halloween having ninety five. Like she tags in Alpha Nasapoy, who was getting whooped on, of course, because Suzu got the you know the Western Union, and then Kyrie just like punches Nasapoy in the face. Like like that's what I'm what I'm rooting for here. So you want Tam? So it's not Tam. Sorry. So you want Kyrie to turn on like one of her young girls, basically. I okay. mean, that's what Ric Flair was doing to Sting, you know. We we only knew of 
of the young boy of Ric Flair being, I'm sorry, of Sting being Ric Flair's like young boy, like behind the scenes, not like on screen. Um. Anyway, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, going to have a match. Wolver. I I I don't think that both tag champions, where the trios are two or two, be two traditional tag teams. One of them is losing these belts. I don't think both are, are keeping their bills mm. or both retaining. Um, so, you know, I, I think that personally, you know, Sayori is there, you know, well, you know, she don't look exactly trustworthy either. Yeah. But if she turns on anybody, she's turning on that boy. She's not turning on Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it's interesting. Like I, I, I don't know. Who I would pick in this situation? I just know one of these tag team champions is losing. Uh, so I just, and like I think the personally the fallout like um would be better if like uh restart were to win these belts and then like you, you try to figure out like what's 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 Sayori doing with like Cosmic Angels like what is Kyrie doing with Tam. And all that kind of stuff. I I, I think that's like fun intrigue uh, or conflict uh, in, the, in the months following this show. But we'll see. Um, so um, next match after that, then you start getting to the single stuff. You get you get uh, Shiri versus Shiro Hashimoto in a uh, knockout submission or ref stoppage only match. So they're having a Texas death match. <laughs> I I don't think that you will be seeing the tech like the stuff you see in AEW during the Texas Death Match, but sure, why not? Shit, you know, go ahead, run it, run it up. You know, <laughs> uh, I've never watched Shihiro Hashimoto, but I hear good things. Yes, um, you know, I I, I miss Shuri having big matches, so right. I guess Shuri wins. Right. Um, I, I did not watch her match on this show. She had on the, on the um, Cinderella final. She had a match with uh, Konami. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it yet, but uh, I will check it out uh, before the week's out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, people, some people are just like, oh, this is classic Joshi politicking. Someone avoid doing the job. And it's like, if someone gets fucking KO'd. Or submitted or gets beat so bad that the ref has to stop it. You kind of lost. Like, the, like the only way, you got, the only way I think you can get out of that is like, oh, you got put in a chokehold and you didn't get passed out because you didn't tap out. That's like the only way that's really make is feasible that you like you didn't actually just get flat out beat mm-hmm. or or get beat that's less uh that's or that's worse than a pin. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, um, I, I but either way, like was, I expect them to beat shot each other. Boy. Sorry, go ahead. I say there was definitely something at play, but yeah, what, what James is saying is right. Like, I don't think that should really distract them on the work that's about to happen in the match. Yeah, um, you're going to see some big suplexes. Um, you're going to see some excellent technical work. Um, like, it's it's going to be great. Like, it, it you know, like I think that so far, I think there are eight matches on this card that like wouldn't shock me in the slightest if they were four star level matches or better, right? I think this is like the start of the oh we start seeing like the you know possible four and a halfs, the because it's also you get the time this is at the point we start getting the time to actually you know have a you know extended match and really you know go crazy so mm-hmm. yeah I, I I'm I'm excited for this match 
And, you know, it's, it's Shuri in a big match in the first time in a while, probably since she lost the belt, from, uh, I think. Well, in a singles capacity anyway. So, yeah, I'm excited to see her back in that setting. Um, so, then you get third from the top, IWGP Women's title match. Mercedes Monet versus Mayu Itani. Um, I did mention this during the, the little review we did of Cinderella Final, but Mercedes came out. And she attacked uh, Mayu. So I think that means she has left uh, Mayu laying three times now. Yeah. <laughs> she's she laying that heat on thick. Like, if she beats Mayu, <laughs> good God. Um, I don't know. I, like, I kind of prefer the serious Mercedes rather mm-hmm. than, like, the kind of jokey. You know, she was in the press conference doing the thing where she's playing with the instrument and stuff like that. And. Uh, singing the song, and I don't know. It was I was just I wanted her to kind of treat it more serious, especially like this level of this dream match is. But you know, um, hope, you know they're gonna get in there and have a great match. So yeah, uh, I mean I'm not really tripping that hard on it. I've never really been big on the um, I'm, I've never there's never really been a promo from Sasha or, or slash Mercedes where I was like this is what drew me here um mm-hmm. so or to the whatever match she's doing or whatever like, aside, sell me the match from, aside from maybe like and this wasn't even on tv this was like the youtube thing she did when she was building up towards the royal match with ronda outside of that there's really nothing that i've ever been like it's like I, you know it's like it's like sell me that you know exactly who mayu watani is like if you're gonna like if your gimmick is like you're just you know you're big timing everyone and all that i get that when it's azumi when it's hazuki when it's like lower level people, but like this is Mayu Watani. Like I, I think it would have been effective if she like on some level was like, I know exactly who you are. I watch you from afar. I always want to test myself against you. And the thing is, you you never knew you had to one day face me, whatever. But I always have my eye on you or something like that. And it would have mm-hmm. been like, I think I, I think I would have got more into it um, if she took that angle. I don't know if there's going to be any any more opportunities for her to do that. Or anything, but um, I don't think so. Yeah, unless she does, I, some, unless she drops some video, or or you know, in the week or before Sunday, which is possible because right. she does, you know, release stuff from time to time as far as content. Right, and and, and it's like, all right, like like who kind of laid this out? Like, is this like a stardom direction under this feud? Is this like Bushy Road like kind of directing this feud? Like, I mean, is it, it just feels up like to them themselves. It, 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 so, um, I believe Meltzer said that like the run in. At the Cinderella final was like just Mercedes on doing. She said, "I just want to do this," and like they're like, "Okay." So it f- seems to me like she just they let her do whatever she wants because you know they're paying her that amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and that's fine because like for me, like I, I think she's fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> 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 so there was so uh, I did not know this at the press conference until the press conference happened. But like, Momo Kogo speaks some a bit of English. Uh, from what I can tell, it seems that she's much better at translating English into Japanese than turning Japanese into English. But like she was, while both while my, my and uh, Mercedes were both talking to, or both set talking, and Momo was translating. Momo Koko was translating. Um, like Mayu said, like something along the lines of, you know, like I've seen you before, and I and like now that you're here, like I thought you'd be bigger. And then Momo, and then Kogo said that in the fucking face. Mercedes made was like something straight out of like a meme. She was like, 
how dare you? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was offended that she was called small. I fucking yelled. Because they're both basically the same size. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, like, I, you know, it's, you know, it's the best... It's the best women's wrestler America's ever produced in the, as far as in-ring talent versus, like, at times, the best women's wrestler in the world. So, like, I'm I'm very interested to see this match. Um, do I think it's going to be, like, a Takumi Aroha Mayu match? Fuck no. <laughs> it's not going to be an outright war where someone goes away with possible, you know, with a big swollen half of their face. But um, I expect them to have a great match. Because it's, you know, it's it's my, you know, we just saw her have a great match in San Jose with Kyrie and Mai's on another level than Kyrie. So, um, I'm I'm expecting, like, an awesome match. Be great. Yeah. Yeah, like, I expect this to be the second best match on the show. So, um, then you get the uh, semifinal. Oh, and White whoever belt. wins is based on the contract situation. I think it's pretty obvious to say that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Meltzer mentioned that like um, she has an option and she's negoti- negotiating both sides negotiating another, one more match. Who knows what the date would be? Who knows it, what the price would be? But that's in the air. At least, at the least, to like throw out the set and like this thing just be put onto Mayu. At least. Mm-hmm. So if they do another match, cool. And, and Mercedes wins cool because I've liked her stuff so far. If she's done and she moves on, are, are you sure, James? Because there, there there are people in the YouTube comment sections that you know I don't know if they 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 hear when you you or I say that we like Mercedes. <laughs> Oh, you mean in like the same clip where we said like, "Hey, I think that both of us believe that she's the best woman this country's ever produced as far as women in ring talent." In the same exact clip, I believe that same exact oh. clip. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I I don't. If if you only hear the negative while I'm also literally in there, and I know for a fact I said the positive, then like I'm just I'm going to read what you say, be like, "Huh, okay," and then you just move on my day because like, <laughs> what's the point? Right, we know y'all passionate. We we like Mercedes too. Like, I understand. We're not gonna count. And neither one of us said that she was bad either. Right, right. We said she just wasn't as good as like the most fluid woman's wrestler in the world, and another person that's like one of the most talented wrestlers technically I've ever seen. Sorry. Okay, okay, guys, it is okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, what were we? Uh, oh yeah. So uh, moving on. White belt match semi semi main event. Uh, I did that one earlier. Saya Kamatani versus Mina. Yeah. Um, Sayaka. Are we both thinking? Are we both in the same thing? We both think she's. Saya. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like the story wanted. is like she hasn't used the uh, the Phoenix Splash ever since, and she pulls it out and she doesn't fuck it up and she just. Beats her and she moves on to whoever you know whoever next challenger is and she probably loses it after that, yeah, um, or at least belt, soon. She's keeping that belt warm for Mariah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the main event, red belt match, Julie versus Tam Nakano. Um, they've done everything in their power in the last, you know. Uh, 35 days out to the match to get this thing over. It has spiked um, the clicks and views on uh, 
stardom um, on the internet. Um, it is the program, quite frankly, because they've never done it. You can't really do it, given that it's the main event, the biggest show you ever done. But if this was not the biggest show they were doing of the year, this would be have this would have draw, time limit draw written all over it. Thirty mm. minute time limit draw. You want to get Julia again? Go win the five star Grand Prix and then go get it at the end of the year. Um, I don't. I would not do that. That would be such a bad idea. Like unless even even if you do even if we were to do like the the you know thirty minutes. Go to the draw, restart the match, and do Shuri and Utami in last and in double KO. Even that wouldn't be an appropriate finish for the end of this show, so I wouldn't do it. Um, so yeah, I, I Julia, I think Julia's is, I think Julia's retaining. Don't know if she wins. Don't know if it's a draw. <clears throat> Just know that like she is retaining, and the story is for Tam to go through the five star Grand Prix, win it, get her name on the trophy. And then go see Julia again. Um, either way, um, J- Tam has done as well as, as done as much as any program for the Red Belt that I can remember. As far as be like, hey, this person, like in this program, has heated up the belt in a way where it's like, wow, you might you might want to do it. I wouldn't do it because like. I didn't fly my ass to Japan and spend all that many hours on that fucking plane to see Julia win that fucking belt just for her to lose it 115 days later. I would not, I would not enjoy that. But yeah. um, for those I, that I, did not do that, I could see, I see your arguments. I and I and I see you and I understand it. But I think that there are people you, that think Julia can can come off of it, but um, I don't know. I think this is where Stardom may have um, kind of like backed themselves into predictability sometimes like with, with the long, long run t- stuff yeah with the long yeah. run so like no one takes anything serious so like would it be the worst thing in the world to flip the belt here i don't think so i, it, I, it, it, I agree. as well as like to to kind of upset that you know we have one title change a year thing um especially like you know utami's not been focused on while Shuri's like kind of just you know like, hanging around doing outsider mm-hmm. work. There's Kamatani uh, that'll probably be coming off the white belt soon. Like I don't know. Like I think they could use. Like I think there's a great argument to to even if you put it back on Julia, right? Oh yeah. Oh no 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 no. If they take the belt off of Julia, which I don't think they do, but if they do it, it's She's getting a second reign, and she's going to get her actual year with the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, ain't no mistake. She's going to get a year long reign with this belt at some point, whether it's to, whether it's this reign right here or it's the next reign. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's um, you know, I I think Julia's going to win, but like, if Tam wins, like, I I I don't see a downside to that. Like, I know people are there is no are crazy about. Like I know people are crazy about Julia, and I like Julia too. And I think Tam like winning people on the outside would be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like yeah. because like the Julia ascension was so kind of uh, publicized 
especially like you know the people that don't normally pay attention to star and like julia's somebody like they're watching kind of right now um so there's there's some like i i think it would just be too much of a shock to the system for them to take it off julia yeah i'm not look like if you are go- like flat out like i said I did not fly my ass over to Japan to see Julia only be the champion for 115 days. I didn't. No, I want my I want my money back. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, like, cause like, you know, I I said to you, you know, throughout the beginning of or in the middle of last year, like it seems to me like Tam and Julia are getting their title shot against Shuri. Shuri is going to send them fucking packing both, and then both of them are going to be opposite blocks, and they're both going to fight. In the final for the Grand Prix, whoever wins is going to topple Shuri at the end of the year, and then the next one, and then the other one is going to win the belt off of them mm-hmm. that didn't win. Everything has happened that I predict that I've thought based off of the way they've told this story. Like so, yeah, I think that you know you give Tam, who is an underdog babyface, who's a great chaser, you send her to the, to the depths of hell with now only uh you know. Only one person she actually, or one person that she's actually trust, been able to trust in stardom, and the other person that like she has old history with, like to restart and climb from the bottom, get to the top again, get her redemption by winning the five star Grand Prix, go ten in the year, win the damn thing, um, and like, but either way, like when people talk about like you know complaining, have complained about Julia and her and her title reign, I feel like they're like. How do I say this? I feel like they are misdiagnosing the issue with stardom as being her reign on top. And it's not like, hey, they did this trios tournament that went two months that killed their storyline telling for, for building stories around their card for their pay-per-views. And now I've seen a lot of people not show. thrilled. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people not thrilled with the stardom booking this year. Yeah, because they shouldn't have done it too much. Like, so when they announced Triangle Derby. And I was in Japan when they announced it. I I thought like, or or no, I'm sorry, uh, before they rolled it out and let you know what it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like a Cinderella tournament was a single elimination thing, right? Then mm-hmm. I heard like, oh, it's a round robin. I was like, no, they're doing two months of this. I said this to Velcatch. It's like they're doing mm-hmm. two months of this. This isn't good. Yeah, it, like it should have been like single elimination kind of thing. Like, and um, Rich, they did a two. They did a. They did a. Because I kind of like it, like as far as like you know, they built up to the end of the year show, right? Do the big title change, and then you kind of like let the roster kind of take it easy over the next, you know, month. But they went two months with it. Yeah, and this is also like stardom. Sorry, there are storylines in stardom, but most of them are subtle storylines that aren't big things except for things that like go long form, go long form. The only people that are really consistently good at that are Julie and Tam. So once you do that, it's like, all right, you got a lot of people just lost in a wash almost. And everything is about like, okay, like is Wacom going to first win? Is uh, Lady C going to join Donna Del Mondo? Um... Like it, it's small stuff, so like it, when you're just watching a glut of trios matches, why that's all happening is like yeah, I can see why people are unsatisfied. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have the anniversary show. The anniversary show is, uh, the main event is, uh, Julia versus Suzu. And then the match isn't, doesn't deliver in the way that you were hoping. And it, in a way it was like, all right, the last match we got was great. It was really great. And we didn't get a winner. It went to a time of draw. We want to see a winner this time. And it's like, oh, this match isn't as good as the match they had first. So that leaves you, you know, great match, but like still leaves you disappointed. And then you get mm-hmm. the, the Maya Yuki match, and it's like, okay, so she's, this is not her second defense against someone that's not actually in fucking stardom for the red belt. It's, it's more Julia wrestling ice ribbon wrestlers, old ice ribbon wrestlers in stardom. And it's like, oh, so this no. match just went yeah. to a double count out, yeah. like a 19 or 18 minute, 17 minute double, double count out. And then the two yeah. matches before were way better. Okay. Great match, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't Hazuki and Kamatani. It wasn't Starlight Kid and Azumi. Um, yeah. So, like, people talking about her title reign, I think, like, they're misdiagnosing it, saying, like, the company's stale and it's because she's on top. It's like, no, the company's stale because they did a, a two-month trios tournament to start the year. Mm-hmm. Like, tag league, historically, you look at New Japan, you look at stardom. Like, when they do it's tag a down leagues, time of the year. It's a down time of the year. Now you're doing trios wrestling. That's even less over than traditionally than tag team wrestling. Like what mm-hmm. you this was this was like if you were to predict what was going to happen, what's more likely to happen? It was going to stay super hot or it was going to go down. You would pick it going down, and then sure enough, that's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I'm not I'm I, I'm not a person that's like trying to hear any other thing people talking down on Julia's uh, defenses or her title reign. It is what it is. It's been hurt by what is go- what the two first two months of the year were like. Once they got out of it and got to Julia and Tam, it immediately got hot again. And like the thing with the Julia title the, uh, title reign is like there's still matches. She still has the match with Tommy, which I quite frankly thought was going to happen at this show, but they did the Tam thing and maybe just do it early so they can build Tam up to get to the belt at the end of the year. Um, you still have the part where like Hazuki beat. Uh, Julia in the five star Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You still have Marai beat Julia in the five star Grand Prix, and also just won Cinderella. Um, you have a match where, like, if you want to, you could put Micah and Fukuoka. Um, and you have the part where, like, Julia and Mayu are one, one, and three against each other c- lifetime. Like, in their last three matches have all been time limit draws. So you could do that anytime you want to. Like, so there are programs for Julia to do that are actually with certain wrestlers. <laughs> like don't, don't 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 be don't think that it's not the case. So, so like she still has that stuff. They just front loaded it with this stuff. They, I guess it's get to the good stuff at the end or in the middle of the year. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um I will say like if you look at like the list of things that just instant programs you could do with Tam, you you is long the list is longer, but it's like just do the Julia stuff and then do that. Like Especially given the time, like if if T- Mayu is going to be IWGP champion, I don't want to see a, cha- a IWGP champion versus red belt match between Julie between Tam and Mayu. Let let uh, Mayu have her reign or whatever else. Hell or have it, lose it off to Tommy or Shuri or whoever, and then like when Tam gets it, Tam and the, the, you get the, the big spring show 2024. You do you do the Mayu and Tam match there, and Tam finally beats Mayu there. I think there's um like Mer- Julia is actually right now sending out tweets talking about she wants a match against Mercedes yeah, double that. belt match. So maybe that's something to put in put into play as well to, to consider that. Yeah, I 
seems kind of far fetched, but I mean, it, I just I, never know. I don't. Okay, I think that as far as it happening, I've never heard. I I see why Julia would say she won that match. I have not seen Mercedes say a thing about Julia. It's oh, always been uh, like it's always been it's like on Twitter I, right now. They they going at it right now on Twitter. Oh, okay. So you, okay. I meant before. I meant like before today. Like I saw that earlier on Tokyo Sports that Julia said that she wanted to wrestle Mercedes. But like before then, like when she first came in and she mentioned wrestle, she wanted to wrestle. She's like she mentioned like Tam and Azumi or sorry AZM people like Kyrie and Mayu. Um, I think maybe even Star like Kid, but she didn't mention. You know, she didn't mention Julia. Um, so yeah, they can do that, and that's fine. Um, I don't like the idea of a double cha- double IWGP and red belt champion, whatever. I don't know, but like, I will say this, like, it'll be, it'll, you and Josh will finally be able to say like, Hey, we finally, we finally doing this thing with this IWGP belt as far as trying to close out this, this stardom and turn it into a women's division for new Japan that y'all were peddling like a year ago. So, um, I think that helps towards your agenda. I don't know if y'all even are still on that, but who knows? Something to be aware of. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I expect. Uh, but either way, as far as like this build to this match and um, the program has been phenomenal. Um, and like, even like you know, I said this like after the five star Grand Prix final, I had said like this is like the definitive, like of this era of starting. Like this is the definitive, um, like feud and um. You you at the time you you had pushed back and you were saying like well what about Utami and Shuri? Well the thing about Utami and Shuri is that I, I think the matches have been better with Utami and Shuri right the top two are better than the top two Julia and Tam matches, but the part where it's like you actually like the far as feeling it before in the program and like these and like utami and shuri are just the best wrestlers and they respect each other's crafts and just one one to beat the other for the belt simple simple storytelling mm-hmm. tam and julia hate each other in a way that like we could have put that shit on monday night raw <laughs> in, in the 90s and it would have gone right in the same way like it's like you put you lay out what they've done to each other what they've taken from each other what they've flipped up stolen faction members from each or taking faction members from each other and and the hair match all that kind of stuff is like it is just so when you lay it out it's like it this has been the definitive thing as far as like as far as carrying the the top stories of the of the promotion um over time in 2000 from 2000 you know 20 at different points 2021 and 22 yeah i just um it's awesome, and this was like the best part of it because they they just playing off all the history they've had with each other already, and um, I expect them to have their best match. And I've already thought they had two matches that were like both given uh, four of the quarters to, and I I think they're gonna go out there and they're gonna top it. So um, I'm interested to see like how violent this thing gets. I'm interested to see if there's blood. Um, yeah, I think Look, they're just gonna have they, awesome. They match. can't split no wigs in the lead up and then not do it in the real match. That's I that's how I, how I feel too. Um, but yeah, I, I who knows? Like we might look. We <laughs> we might see a violet screwdriver from off the second rope. I we, I don't know what like we're gonna see something wild. Like we're definitely gonna see tables. Um through yeah, the so, Japanese table. Yeah. Um 
you know, they didn't use tables on each other before. They did in uh, the hair match. But, yeah, like, this is going to be awesome. They need to make this a death match. Quit playing. They could have. They could have. Maybe they can't get away with that. Maybe they were like, nah, refrain from that. You can you can do it, but you can't call it that. But, uh, yeah, like, I expect an awesome match. And, um, yeah, I expect this, like, they had this match. And Julia wins. And the people that were talking about her title reign and whatever else, they can promptly stop talking about what her reign isn't doing because this is the, you know, one of the best programs worldwide going on right now, maybe the best. And they'll have a match to match it. And you'd be like, all right, well, she won the belt in a absolute classic and potentially that she has some super awesome match this weekend too, to go with it. And along with her other two matches that were also great. So it was like, what are we, what is this? What are we doing now? So, yeah, um, I'm excited for Tam, excited for Julia, um, and excited for the rest of the year once we get past this and figure out what's going to happen with, like, Mirai and Cinderella and all that kind of stuff and what's going to happen at the Fukuoka show and um, getting into, like, the summer before we get to the five-star Grand Prix in August or early July. I don't think the date's on that yet. So, but, yeah, um, that's all I got on the show. Yeah, man. Wow, we've talked about forever. Yeah, yeah, let's, 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 let's wrap it up. up. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Be sure to read some wrap you listen listen this with. Uh, if you're watching from the stream, you can go to the Cash App and the PayPal. If you're listening uh, from the podcast, go to the show notes and um, look for our link to the Red Circle for donations. And Appreciate sure y'all listen. supporting the streams, too. Like, we've seen some funds start rolling in at random. So, appreciate you guys. Yeah. And be sure to... Um, listen to the other shows on network. Besides Malaysian Radio, you have Keeping the Strong Style, The Rick and Clyde Rushing Show, Grown Man Watches Shit, The Grave Consequences Podcast, 8 Bit Suplex, All Things Elite. Uh, and if I didn't mention, I was mentioned again, Grown Man Watches Shit, uh, Get in the Ring, uh, Meet the Press Slam, and Great Match Generator. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. The Elite doesn't need to wrestle CM Punk. CM Punk needs to wrestle the Elite.